You're listening to the Horror and Hops podcast, a podcast about horror movies and great beer. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Horror and Hops podcast, episode 22. Happy New Year. We're in the year 2020. I'm Kevin Lambert, changing it up tonight. We're missing a few guys. Just a couple. Just a couple. Literally a couple. Uh, <laughs> to my, this is nice. To my left, Kevin Johnson. To my right, Thunder John. Hello. Hey. Hello. And that's Howdy. it tonight. Ryan and Caleb took the night off. Uh, we decided to do something a little different. We're not going to watch a movie um, in the new year um, to keep the podcast going, getting a little busy. We're going to start doing some different episodes. Life hits hard. Life hits hard, you know, and it's hard to get five guys together in a room to talk about stupid we stuff. We should go to Five Guys. <laughs> oh, live podcast from Five oh Guys. God. Five Guys eating Five Guys. We get drunk on that root beer for sure. Damn, I would. damn, damn. <laughs> that's if you don't ed- know, that's, that's go look it up too. on YouTube. Go yeah. look it up. Man. Yeah, because it's the best. Yeah. Um, what we're doing for this one uh, with the three of us, we're going to do a best of 2019 horror movies because um, we watched a lot of them, not only the ones that we made Caleb watch on the episodes, but we went through and watched a good little bit of them throughout the year. So decided everybody's doing it. Let's do it, too. And, uh, you know, just one of those things. It's it's fun making list, but it's also one of those things of like, you know, we like to recommend some movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, and by far, these aren't what we thought were the best made movies. But I, you know, you know, and I'm going to say this back when I was in high school, I was into like punk rock and the worst thing to be called was a poser. Oh yeah. But I kind of feel like a poser cause I only saw eight <laughs> horror movies in 2019. <laughs> and honestly, looking at my list, 19 wasn't the best year for horror movies, the, at least from what I saw. Yeah. It was kind of hard for me to it's choose. It's 50, 50 for me. Yeah. Like there was yeah. a lot of good ones and a lot of just like, Especially going through over the past like two months, I was like, let me see what I haven't seen and catch up on them. And a lot of them, it's a good thing for the like horror movies in general. Yeah. Because there are so many different crazy movies. And especially, yeah. you know, especially it's not just going to theaters anymore. It's like how many of these, especially how many on my top 10 were like just streaming movies. Yeah. You know, that just went to Netflix or Hulu. Yeah. And it's pretty cool um, that that's happening nowadays because 10 years ago, well, I guess Netflix, we're, we're not that old. I say twenty years ago, in year no, two thousand, no, no. it was. Uh, we didn't even have internet back then. We, no. At least in Kinder, no. <laughs> <laughs> internet was hard to come by. We had back to then. dial up. Yeah. So it's fun to be in this time of age, and so what we're doing with this one is we're going to pick our top ten. Um, but the show wouldn't be the horror and hops. Well, it's not the horror and hops, I guess, without Caleb and Ryan. But we're going to start this thing off, and it's going to be a good time. So, but we do still have some beer. Yes. Um, Thunder's got his nice big bottle of water from Texas. Ozarka. Mm-hmm. Good year. Good year. <laughs> uh, since 1905. Man, oldest. Well, there you go. So they're oldest. coming up on their, uh, what, 115? 115th. Mm-hmm. Almost 120. Wow. Oldest water brewery in Texas. Not only right? did we not have internet in kinder, we also couldn't math, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> As you notice, I didn't even try to help you out. I was like, I'm not going to do that <laughs> he was math. Like, had his fingers <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. Trying to count. I'm like, you go ahead and do that math. <laughs> so, but uh, we do have some beer. Uh, and Kevin and I brought two. Kevin brought one. I brought the other. Um, Kevin, which one did you bring? I brought Anchor Steam's 2019 Holiday Ale. Yeah, one I've been wanting to try. So here in Louisiana, Anchor Steam is a company in San Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. Um, they've been around for a really long time. And they're... they're 
kind of trademark beer, the Anchor Steam, is found in some stores here in some restaurants, and I love it. Um, and all I hear about is this Christmas ale, and we tried it for our Christmas episode, which uh, we have a lot of plays on that episode. So thank you, Dude, listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night too. Uh, not a good movie, but a, a fun. Say, do not go watch it. No, no but listen or to our listen to our episode about it. If you are going to really... watch the first one, just go ahead and do yourself a favor and watch the second one. Yeah, That's right. Start with number two. You'll get two for one. <laughs> two. <laughs> or, you, or you just don't have to waste your time and watch either one of them. Yeah, or don't. Yeah, because there's other Christmas movies out there. Because that's an hour and a half you'll never get back of your life. That is correct. But we do have this. Uh, we I wanted to try it, and I was like, man, it's just you can't get in like Charles. And then, like maybe like two weeks after we even record our episode, Kevin sends me a text. He's like, "Hey, I found it." Yeah, well, where he lives, it's like shout out to Rouse's Market. Yeah, thank you, Rouse. Bringing in good beer. So I hear so much stuff about that place. They got great beer. I mean, sure. I'm gonna take a sip of this thing. I haven't had it yet. Anchor Steam. Here we go. Here's some dead air. <laughs> Boy, that's delicious. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm gonna try some of this Ozarka. <laughs> Tastes like water. Tastes. <laughs> so is this beer kind of. Tastes like the really. mountains on not the really. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is really good. I'm happy about this. Well, Anchor Steam. Happy New Year. Oh, it says Happy New Year on it. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Well, look at that. Happy, look at Happy that. New Year. Well, Happy New yeah. Year. That couldn't be more fitting. Well, I'm going to take a sip of the beer that you brought, Kev. So I brought tell us about it. One of my, probably my favorite beer now. I've had so much of it. I love it. It's good old Dale's Pale Ale. Um, from the Oscar Blues Brewing. Um, it's the original craft beer in a can. It's a mountain pale ale brewed over... It's, they talk about Colorado, but I'm pretty sure it's in Texas. Um, nope, Colorado. And it's really good. North Carolina and Austin, Texas. So I don't know where this one came from. It was a mountain pale ale. I found out about it because I won a fly fishing rod in a contest, and it was sponsored by Dale's Pale Ale. And <laughs> this, so my, this actually would be a great beer. To drink while fly fishing. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> it's a six point five percent, but it'll knock you on your on your butt um, after one can, which is why I've had two. You have the fishing hat. Oh yeah, of course I got the vest, yes. the hat, the waders. Dude, just show up one day at the podcast with that <laughs> stuff on. <laughs> this came from the lake. When boys. we watched piranha, this came from the river. No, we gotta watch. I know what you did last summer. Oh, oh that's the outfit. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's the outfit. Get the hook and everything. Yes, <laughs> I would watch that one. Well, y'all ready to kick this thing off? Let's do it. So, uh, disclaimer for me: I only have eight, so they're gonna have ten. I'm gonna only gonna have eight. So, I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm such Don't a poser. Even be sorry, I'm such a Don't poser. Even be sorry, no poser. It's like I love Simple Plan and I claim to love punk rock music. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those people. I was one of them. Oh, dude, you look like Simple Plan. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had a casualty sticker and I never heard one song. <laughs> <laughs> but I was cool because I had that sticker. No effects. Oh yeah, I knew I had one album by No Effects. Hated it, but I, every time people talked about, it, I was like, I love No Effects. Yes, Fat Mike is a genius. <laughs> Mine was Rancid. I knew like liked one Rancid. Like so yeah. I, I, I didn't hear much from. No, nah. I think it was Fall Back Down. That was I couldn't the tell you. I couldn't tell you. No, couldn't tell you. Yeah, I was a poser. No for punk sure. rock days. We all were. <laughs> yeah. Because we were good kids. You know, if you were into punk, you were a bad kid. Exactly. All the guys that I knew who liked the punk rock scared me. You can't be rebellious in kinder. No. <laughs> My graduating Can class you? was 62 people. Driving in ditches? My graduating <laughs> class was 17. Wow. I never graduated. <laughs> well, hell. And you're going to teach college? <laughs> going to teach well, college. Well, hell, Dale's Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. 
It's just so you, can, you can work yourself around that system, boys. You can yeah. do it. Yeah. All right, we've wasted enough of your time, listeners. <laughs> a very big thank you for listening. Uh, this is the Horror and Hops podcast, episode 22, first of 2020. And uh, don't worry, later on this month, we will be coming back with, uh, or later on next month, I guess, we will be coming back with the full crew, uh, scaring Caleb and yes. getting it kicked off like we do before with some more of these kind of short little, well, this probably won't be short, but... Uh, a little bonus kind of side yeah. episodes. Yeah, side episodes where it may just be the three of us. It may be Caleb involved. It may be Ryan involved. And maybe even some guests. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe some guests would be awesome. We've got a few in mind, and we'll reach out to them and see if they'd like to come waste their time with us. Waste? Eh. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't downplay yourself, okay? True. Thank you, Thunder. Hey, Thank one you. of my favorite times of the month. Together <laughs> it is actually. Guys. I really do look forward to this all the time, guys. Me too. It's fun. Me too. Um well, let's kick off this this countdown. So we have the top 10 of 2019. Now, to to disclaimer, like Thunder said, he got eight. But these are not, at least on my list, and you can, you can speak up on yours, Kev, but these are not what I thought were like the best made movies or like movies that are going to win awards or anything like that. But when I sat there and looked through the ones I liked the most, these were the ones I based <sighs> it more off of like rewatchability, um, how much I enjoyed it while I was watching it. Because a lot of times lately... You know, we're all so busy. We're all grown men now. It's hard to sit there and watch 50 movies in yeah. a week like we were when we were kids. So I base it off of like, if it makes me smile during the middle of it, whether, and I don't smile at just happy stuff. Like sometimes a, a great kill shot will make me smile. Oh, yeah. Um, sometimes a great music cue will make me smile. So these or are all the based worst on the, facial expressions. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> again, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part Two. When he opened the uh, umbrella. Yes. I stood yes. up and I applauded. Yeah, that, that's sometimes they 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 bring that out in you. Oh, I didn't even get to ask. You have my Bryant. Your review, Dale's Pale Ale. What do you think? Dale's Pale Ale is great. This is very great drinkable beer. Mm-hmm. So and gonna, I feel like I could drink it in summer. I feel like I can drink it in the winter. I feel like we need to go fly fishing. Yes, and drink some. Yes. Well, it's it's January here in Lake Charles, but you can still go fly. fishing. You can definitely go fly fishing. Seventy-five degrees. People, degree. people out of shorts today. Yeah. So. Holy crap! I yeah. have my air conditioner on. Yeah, it's really bad. All right, let's kick this off. Uh, Kevin, why don't you go first with your number go first. ten? All right, kind of long. I'm excited. Kind of along your lines, Kev. These are not necessarily the ten movies that I felt were made the best in 2019, mm-hmm. but these are the ten movies. My opinion, my favorite, ranked on. Rewatchability, if it stuck with me, if it scared me, originality. Yes. And I cannot believe I'm going to start with number 10. But my number 10 is a movie that streams on Shudder, and it's called Boar. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm so glad it made it in there. So this is an Australian horror movie about a giant monster boar. Man, I knew you would like it. I God, knew, I know. I knew you would like I, it. You were right. It, Bill Mosley's in it? Bill Mosley's in it, yep. That's what made uh, me check it out. Old throwback WWE jobber Nathan Jones is in it? Mm-hmm. Where have I heard that name before? You know him if you see him. I probably would. But it's it's one of my favorite things about this movie is the quotables. Yeah. There's some great one-liners in it. This is one of the only movie, movies I took notes during, because I'm like, <laughs> these quotes are too great. Yeah. I'm so hungry I could eat the crotch out of a low-flying duck. <laughs> I'm so hungry I could eat a crotch out of a low-flying yeah, duck. Yeah, it's so much better with your Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and read them? 
Would you look at the ass on that? Oh, I got to see. Let's see. Charlie. Got to believe it, Charlie. I got to get in the Australian <laughs> voice. Crocodile Dundee. Uh, Crocodile Dundee, Charlie. <coughs> what, would you look at that? You got to believe it. Would you look at the ass on that? Like two possums fighting in a paper bag. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't touch either of them if they were the last. <laughs> I wouldn't touch either of them if they were the last living pussy on the planet. I, I went British there. You'd end up with a crotch full of herpes or a fucking dick rot. <laughs> And then, yeah, you finished them off. My, I'm losing my Australian accent. I'm trying not to laugh. You Jamaican. It's Jamaican. Jamaican, 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 Jamaican comes out. Nathan Jones, who plays the big farmer who's running this farm, but he's like 6'8", 350 of pure muscle. Good Lord. Singing Ice Ice Baby in a truck, mm-hmm. driving across the farm. Spectacular. <laughs> And then when he sees it, he's like, fuck me drunk. It's a bore. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't make my list, but I love that movie. I, I cannot. I, I'm shocked that it made my list, but I found myself smiling throughout the whole thing. Check it out on Shudder. Disclaimer. IMDB says it came out in 2017. Oh, did it? Well. Yeah. Wide release. Wide US release was 2019. So check it out yeah. on Shutter. It is called Boar. It's my number ten. I have one question. Yes. Do ducks have crotches? I don't know. <laughs> one more thing about Boar, real quick. <laughs> one more thing that I really like about it is the practical effects. Mm. Sometimes oh, they're effects. terrible. So he ate the croc out, a crotch out no, of the duck. No, he didn't. Oh, Sometimes it. they're terrible, and the boar's head can only wiggle side to side while the rest of the body stays mm. still. But some of the yeah. practical effects are great in it. That's what the that's one of my favorite things that I got a lot about it. It was like the you could tell when the boar was CGI, but most yeah. of the time it is you know practical. They built this machine. It, nowhere near as good as the shark and jaws. But no. that's what it kept reminding me yeah. of. Like. Excuse me. Happy New Year. Thank Christine. <laughs> that stinks. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. I'm glad it was on your list. It was it, it, it didn't on make my 10, but definitely check it out on Shutter. Definitely check it out on Shutter. Glad you liked it. What's your number 10, you have? Number 10 for me, a movie. Um, this goes out to good old Caleb Monroe. Um, a movie that I told him he would love and that he insisted that I watch. Um Directed by Mr. James Gunn. I'm sorry. Produced by James Gunn. Directed by David Yarvosky. If I'm saying that last name wrong, probably am. But a movie that I found myself really enjoying was Brightburn. Well, we're going to talk about it because Brightburn is number nine on my list. All right, number nine. There you go. Well, it takes care of 10 and 9. All right. Uh, It's on my list too, but a little bit further up. Well, we'll talk, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk, we yeah. talk about it all when we get there. Yeah. Um, that's what we'll kind of do so we're not jumping all over the place. What we'll do is just... Um, if they're close together, like mine and Kevin's ten and nine right now, uh, we'll, we'll kind of discuss it, and then when thunder's when it comes up in thunder's later, we can have all have a little thing on it. Yeah. But uh, I got this, and I, I, we, I think we've joked about it several times in the podcast. But I, like I, I texted Caleb after I watched this, and I said, "Hey, I saw I finally saw that Man of Steel uh, remake. Um, it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, he is a huge Man of Steel fan. I think it's a horrible movie. Um, that's for you, Caleb. I know he's screaming at his." Whenever, whenever he listens to this, you know what? Gonna I'm gonna jump mad. on that Lambert bandwagon. It was super long, mm-hmm. kind of boring. Too long, a little boring. But that's another podcast. But yeah. thank you, Thunder. Yeah, I support you. Sorry, Caleb. If he tries to jump uh, you, I got you. <laughs> he will. He will. He's already turned it off. But Brightburn. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what to expect of this movie. You know, I heard maybe it was horror, but it was like James Gunn, and James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy. 
you know, that was his big, and again, he, he produced it. Um, but that's, he was mainly known for Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I think he had, like, he helped produce the Avengers, like the last few movies. But one of my favorite movies of all time that I love is Slither. I don't know if y'all have seen this yeah. movie. Um, and that was like his first movie he made. So I was like, well, he's really good at horror. He's really good with like special effects and everything. So it should be pretty good. And the movie has a runtime of about 90 minutes. Yeah, it was a and, short one. It was and a short one. I was ready to watch it again as soon as it was mm-hmm. over. It didn't have a whole lot of like intense scary moments. And uh, let's go ahead and throw this out there too. We'll, we'll avoid spoilers. And yeah. we're, we're talking about the movies. Full but, spoilers. Uh, we'll avoid them. Oh, avoid. Yeah, because we want to recommend these well, movies. Well, I'm going to need to go and erase everything I have. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Well, I don't want to, you know, no, if somebody no, hasn't seen good. it yet. <clears throat> yeah. um, we are, this is a recommendation kind of podcast. So, um, or a recommendation kind of episode. I got you. I'm just being um, stupid. But, uh, yeah, Bright Burn. <laughs> Thought there was a monster in the room. <laughs> it's, yeah, it is a giant boar. Uh, a boar, and Kevin's stomach just rumbled. Uh, yeah, Bright Burn. Let's get back to that. Uh, fantastic movie. Um, the the tension in it. So there, well, there's a couple maybe jump scares here and there, but the what got me was the the feeling behind it, the tension that was built up, and the in the scares, you know, quote unquote. Um, there was two scenes that I had to like. I was biting my nails, just like almost not wanting to watch because they were kind of gross. Um, really well done the effects looked really good and i thought the ending was perfect with how you could end this kind of movie um it was they didn't go the usual hollywood route and kind of just kept the theme of the movie and it's it's really really good and i highly recommend it if you like man of steel if you didn't like man of steel if you don't like superman if you like superman all the above bright burns the movie for you i echo that as my number nine it was great uh, a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of horror, mm-hmm. a little bit of action, a little bit of drama. Man, oh, well, I'll wait. I'll wait. You'll wait. I'll wait. Yeah, we won't go too much farther, farther along. Yeah, I'll, line, wait. But, I'll wait. Um, why was it your number nine? A lot of the same reasons that you echoed. Um, I was really... I figured I'd like it. I didn't think I'd like it that much. Like you said, whenever it finished, I was ready to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually watched it multiple times since I watched it the first time. And it, I, I love it every time. I think the acting's good. I think the story is familiar but original. Yeah, because uh, that's that was one of the things I was like, I feel like I've... And Caleb can answer this, actually. Big Superman fan. Um, the, the, I think there was like a What If Superman Was a Bad Guy yeah. comic that came out. Now, I never read it or anything. Um, so I was just like, well... But then that's what I love about this movie is they don't, it's not Superman. No, it's not. Like, there's no Clark Kent Mm storyline. There's nothing about that. It's just like, it's kind of the concept of Superman, but. It feels familiar, but it's totally original. Yeah. So if you were avoiding this movie because you were like, oh, it just looks like another Superman movie that they they tried to make it a horror movie. Definitely watch it. Yeah. Give it a, a, give it a view. It's available on stars right now, or you can rent or stream it. Yeah. I, or. Uh, your public library. Well, there you go. Don't, don't forget, library. Don't forget library. about the public library. Public library. I got it from the library. Uh, my new video store. So thank you, Calcutta Parish. <laughs> new video store. <laughs> they got a lot of movies. Ain't no blockbuster here. Save you got to go to the library. Yeah, save me a lot of money. Um, well, so we're not at eight yet, right, Thunder? So no. We're on your number nine. My number nine uh, is a movie that is on Hulu that I watched just because of the cast. Um, well, actually, one person in the cast. I saw it, and I was like, let me check this out. Um, zombie movie 
that this is one of the ones um, I smiled the entire time. I laughed. It's not so much funny. I mean, not so much scary. So can you call it a horror movie? I guess not. But it does have horror elements because of zombies. It's a zombie comedy, I guess you would call it. But it's called Little Monsters, uh, directed by Abe Forsyth, starring Lupita Nyong'o from Us uh, and Josh Gad from all the Disney stuff, Frozen, all the other stuff he's been in. But uh, the the main actor guy, uh, Alexander England, was hilarious. Um, I laughed out loud in this movie. I didn't want it to end, and there's a certain scene with it. There's have a young little boy in there named Felix um, who steals the movie, and literally there's a part in the middle. If you watch this movie, if you've seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about, but I was grinning ear to ear and just like, this is a fun movie, and it's rare that that happens where you're just like, it's fun. You know, give it's give just me a like, brief plot synopsis. So it's basically because I've never seen this movie. And uh, I'd like to watch it. So the funny guy I was talking about, Dave, Alexander England, plays this guy named Dave, and he's just like, it opens up with him and his girlfriend. They're breaking up because she's ready to like kind of grow up and have children and all this stuff, and he still like plays in a what he calls a uh, uh, arena rock death metal band. <laughs> And uh, what a poser! Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not really good either, obviously. But uh, him and his girlfriend break up, so he moves in with his sister and her son. And Felix is a kindergarten kid, and so um, Dave, the main character, decides he's going to start to, uh, you know, try to help hang out with Felix. But he still is not trying to change his ways or anything. He's still very much just like a lazy bum. And he goes to drop his nephew off at school, and his teacher, Miss Caroline, played by Lupita. Um, he's attracted to her, so he tries tries to have any reason he can go to school. And she's a really fun kindergarten teacher. Like she's she's she makes the movie really. Um, but they go on a field trip, and he volunteers to be the chaperone. And then while they're there, uh, zombies attack. A zombie outbreak happens. Interesting, because they have a U.S. Army base. It's set in Australia, um, so the accents are perfect in that one, unlike mine earlier with Boar. So two Australian movies already. Two <laughs> already. <laughs> already. Um, but yeah, there's a U.S. Army base um, that is, you know, it's it's kind of the same old zombie plot. They're experimenting, and the experiments go wrong, and then people, the zombies break out and go to this uh, pet zoo. A zombie outbreak farm. in the middle of a kindergarten field trip sounds mm-hmm. like a fun movie. Uh, it's it's not scary for those of you who, you know think it's gonna be a horror movie. Caleb, it's not scary. It's not scary. You can watch um, it. <laughs> it's literally a lot of fun. It. I was laughing out loud a lot. And then by the time it was over, it wasn't one of those like, oh, the ending kind of fell apart. It was like it was good from beginning to end. So it is on Hulu, um, and I would highly recommend checking that one out. So that is my number nine. So we're awesome. at eight. We're at eight. Let's right, let Thunder, Thunder go. Kick off your eight. Okay, so just for a point of reference, um, I only saw eight, so I can't have like a best of per se. So if you ever go to the doctor and you see the pain threshold where there's like the crying red sad face, then the green smiley face, that's how my eight are going to rank from bad to really bad good. to good. Yeah. Okay. So your eight is. So my eight's bad. <laughs> okay. So like you're the movie you hated. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Number eight. I wonder if it's on my list. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> the Curse of La Llorona. Oh, you didn't like it. No, I did not. I did not. Expand. Uh, I know you don't watch horror movies for a story, but there's at least some similar. This had no story whatsoever, and I felt like the jump scares were almost too predictable. They were. I see it. I mean, I didn't hate the movie. Um, 
but I do totally agree with you. It was kind of just like, I, I found myself looking at my phone a lot, just being yeah. like, when, how much longer is this going to be? And the um, thing about it is they set you up with a two minute backstory and then they jump right in. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no tension. It's all like, okay, we gave you the backstory. Now we're jumping in jump scares from I that. I totally point agree on. with you. Yeah. I, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't one of my favorites. And to me, you have such a rich text to base it off of because yeah, that's it's a, a story. It's, it's, it's a legend. legend. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was quite disappointed. And you know, it's, it's one of those things too, like the, it's in the conjuring universe. Yeah. Right. And all the other Conjuring Universe ones. Now, I didn't like the Nun. Oh, that all. was horrible. Um, there were things that I liked about it, but I did not like it overall as a movie. Um, and the only thing that really connected this would be, I guess, the um, the the priest that's in this movie is the priest in the first Annabelle movie. Okay, I haven't seen the, the only first connections Annabelle. that they have. I heard in don't there. watch the Annabelle movie, so I haven't. Oh well, we'll t- I'll, we'll talk about those later on. Okay. Um, I did think. Linda Cardellini, I think I'm saying her last name right. Yes. I think she was really good in the Is movie. Is that the one from Grandma's Boy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The really, the really she, she really, pretty. Yeah. The really pretty one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just keep thinking of her singing "Push It" from Salt and Pepper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she uh she she kind of saved the movie for me. That's she did. She did. Kept hanging she did. in there. Yeah. Um. Now Michael Chaves, if that's how it's, I'm like ruining my last names here. Um, if that's how it's pronounced. The director of it, he will be doing the next Conjuring movie. Okay, um, handpicked I, by James Wan, so there's got to be something there for it. I didn't hate it, but it was probably my least favorite horror movie of 2018. Like I could watch it again for fun. 2019. I mean, 2019. I'm sorry, I'm still stuck in 2019. I'm sorry. Boop, boop, 2020. Yeah, it was probably my least favorite horror movie of 2019. I can definitely see that. I mean, yeah. I I can agree. I I won't watch it again. No, that was one of those kind of things. Yeah, like, it would it was, be funny to make Caleb watch it just because of all the jump scares. Yeah. But I think even he could see that coming. Mm. Probably. Like you said, they are really predictable. Like, I got to the point where I was just like, oh, she's going to, yeah. when she looks, is going to be standing behind the door. Now, there yeah. was, you know, the the only creepy part to me, and this is at the beginning of the movie, I think it was in the trailer, too, so we can talk about this, but the only part that kind of got me was when the when her kids uh, first see yeah. the the bride, or the Lala Rona, yeah. and that's where she's, like, standing off, and they always sees a silhouette, and she kind of stands up and starts walking. That creeped me out. And I was like, oh, this might be pretty good. And then, yeah, it never... It's never. I couldn't I mean, even tell you how it ended. I don't remember at all what happened well, at the ending. So we don't even have to worry about spoilers. We don't have to worry about spoilers. Yeah, don't, 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 don't even remember no, how yeah. it ended. Yeah, uh, and that's how to me. Uh, <clears throat> going back to what our lists are about, the reason these movies are on our list because I remember the endings of all these movies. Yep. Yeah. And if I that's kind of how I judge it. Like if I don't remember how it ended, it can't. It couldn't have been that good. So yeah, my number eight least favorite of the year, Curse of La Llorona. All right, worst of the year. That's a good. That's a. Sorry, sorry, curse. I know. I'm sorry. I feel bad. No, it's okay. It wasn't very <laughs> good. I should have watched more very, movies. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't very good. All right, Kev. Move on to right. we are at number seven now, right? No, no, no you're oh, number eight. eight. Our number eight. Oh, gosh, yeah. I'm jumping all over. My number eight, which may I, I have a feeling will probably be a little higher on some of your list. Uh-oh. But my number eight is director Andy Muschietti's It Chapter Two. All right, number eight. It's not number eight because I think it's bad. I, th- I really enjoyed it, chapter two. I thought Bill Hader and uh, James Ranson, adult Eddie and adult um, Richie, 
stole the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought I the casting in that movie was incredible. spectacular. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was one disappointment in the casting, it'd probably be James McAvoy. And and I love James McAvoy as an actor. Yeah. I can see that. But um, I thought it stayed really true to the books. The CGI got me a little bit. Yeah. and uh, But that's my only complaint. I still think it's a great movie. I still think it's a very good companion piece to it, chapter one. Uh, I thought they did a great job with it. But it's number eight, because there are seven that I liked better. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's sure. the reason why. Yeah, that's yeah. the reason why. That's yeah. the reason why we so make that's lists. That's how the list goes. I can totally agree with all that. So that's, uh, that's number eight. That's number eight. What's right. your number eight, My Jeff? number eight, released on Netflix, uh, directed by Vincenzo Natale, In the Tall Grass. Um, have you, one of y'all seen this movie? Yes. I've heard of it. Um, I have not watched it so yet. I'm anxious to talk to you about this, because this actually made my top five top worst five. movies oh, of the worst. year. <laughs> worst. Worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. No. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, worst. I'm interested to talk to you about this. Well, I'll just go on what I liked about it. Sure. Eat his um, duck crotch. <laughs> uh, so I checked it out because obviously Stephen King and Joe Hill. Joe Hill is Stephen King's son, for anybody who doesn't know that. And I'm Jonah Hill? Uh, Jonah Hill, yes. <laughs> yes. That's their relation there. Um, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. I'm a huge Stephen King fan. Obviously, I've mentioned that plenty of times. And so are you, Kevin. Um, Big Stephen King fan. Uh, I read the novella, short story, mm-hmm. and Joe Hill's latest full throttle collection he had put out full throttle is the name of it um and this the story was awesome like i read it at work i agree i've, I've read it day. too um she's been working i guess but i pulled it up on kindle and pulled uh, ran through it in about an hour um really really good so when i saw it was released i was like i've got to check this out and uh vincenzo natale the director i like a lot of his stuff so there's a movie called cube that he did that i liked a lot um he did i think splice was like his other really big one um, wasn't a big fan of Splice. Cube's a really good movie. And then he worked a lot on the Hannibal TV series. And I, wow. I was a big fan of Hannibal. So I had uh, high hopes going into it. And they were met. Um, movies about uh, these siblings are traveling cross-country. Um, the sister is pregnant. And they kind of just stop on the side of the road because she's feeling a little sick. And they start hearing. And they're in the middle of, middle of the country, out country driving you know, on an old highway. So there's just nothing but fields around them. Tall grass, as the name comes from. Um, and they hear uh, a boy yelling in the grass. Well, they go into there. They walk into the grass to try to find the kid. And after a few minutes, they realize they seem to get further and further away from each other. And the part where I was like, oh, this is going to be – I'm interested in this now. They uh, they jump up. They say, okay, I can hear you. Uh, you jump. Let's both jump in there at the same time and see how far away from each other. So they jump, and they're not too far away. And they're like, oh, okay, let's, let's do that one more time. And when the second time they jump, they don't even see each other. So they know something's going on in this crazy field. Um, and I was immediately hooked on there, even though reading the book, you know, I knew, and he kind of, what's nice is where the book ends, the movie keeps going and he expanded upon it a little bit and it's, it's at my number eight cause it did have some parts that lost me towards the end, but, um, Patrick Wilson pops up in it. Uh, Ed Warren, you know, he was oh, great. Okay. He was great uh, okay. in that he movie. Is so good in this movie. Um, it was did, so bad it didn't even make my list. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm glad it, it didn't. It, I'm glad it wasn't kidding. on your worst list. Uh, <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um, I found myself really hooked into it. Um, again, had some smiling moments with uh, Patrick Wilson singing a little CCR. Yep. I love that part. Um, and he's just a good actor. I think that's what it is with me with him. Like every movie I've seen him in, 
if it's a bad movie, I tend to like it just because of his performance. Um, but like the atmosphere of it kind of had a really creepy tone to it. Now it never really scared me. Never really got me to where I was like freaking out. Like don't want to turn the, turn it off or anything. But by the time it was over, I was like, I could watch this again, which is what I've said is what I based my list off of. Um, but I do recommend you check it out. It is released on Netflix. So it's out there now. Um, and if you do have the time and the interest, read the book before. Um, they're both really, really good. And I'd like to hear why you hate I it so much. I definitely recommend the novella. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um, I won't say don't watch it because I'm a horror fan. I'll tell you to watch anything. But I just couldn't get into it. I love Patrick Wilson. I like the story in the novella. I don't think they mm-hmm. did a good job of bringing that to life. I did not get the creepy atmosphere the whole time. Really? No. See, the... I don't know if it, I, to me it wasn't so much like oh like being lost in the in the grass is creepy but like putting myself in the shoes of the the characters that's where I was like this this is my worst nightmare like a normal thing happening you're like oh I hear somebody needs my help I'm gonna just go help them and then all of a sudden it's like a, that's all my nightmares I think they left but you can't I, get I out I think of they it. left a lot of loose ends yeah it's not perfect by any means no no and I don't like, think it needs to be perfect but it, I did not enjoy it. I really didn't. I, and maybe okay. I built it up too much because I did have high hopes. Mm-hmm. Come on, Ed. Come on, Ed. <laughs> I did have high hopes, but... Are we ready for seven? I think we're ready for seven. Because seven. speaking of going in with high hopes, oh. my second least favorite, Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. Pet Cemetery. Stephen King again. So we're, mm-hmm. on, a run, we're on a king run. I, I went in with too much anticipation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The 90s hailed the first Pet Cemetery, and it was kind of cheesy. We joked about it a little bit. Episode two. Yeah. Ours. Go back to the archives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was thinking, what could they do with 2019 technology? And the story just lost me. Yeah. Uh, I went in thinking, this is going to be amazing. Uh, John Lithgow was in there. I'm like, this is going to be great. John Lithgow was the best part of that movie. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe I just went in too hyped. Um. I, I mean, can I talk about a little bit of the plot since we cannot talk yeah, about yeah, it before? Yeah. The plot twist, like I think I might have been me and you could have been saved from the previews. If we had never seen the the swap yeah. with it the would little, it would have been better. Yeah. And I thought because they swapped the guy the the, the girl and the boy, mm-hmm. the girl ended up being more cartoonish yeah. than the little creepy little yeah. three or four year old. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. And that scene itself, like in the original and even in the book, like it's it's tense. Because mm-hmm. and then it wasn't even a fact. Cause I thought about this after I watched it too. It wasn't even a matter of like I knew it was coming. It was no. just like a. It's oh, kind of matter is, of fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those things where again, where CGI just pulled me out. And like, I don't mind if you're going to do CGI in your movie. But when it's a, an emotional moment, and that's all I can think about, yeah, is CGI. Like, oh, it's not bad. good. Yeah. yeah. And I was probably one of the only members of the crew after watching it, leaving thinking like it wasn't that good. Because everybody else was like, "That was great," and I was like, "Man, to me, just I, I expected more. I wanted more from the movie." Yeah. And it left the 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 ending was kind of campy, and it was I don't know, it just it just didn't do it for me. I didn't like the, the ending. I put it in my honorable mentions, which we're going to mention those. Yeah. Mention. Yeah. Mention the honorable at mention the end. The honorable mentions. But, uh, since you brought it up, it isn't mine. I only wanted to mention it because um, I don't want to, I don't want to say bad things about Stephen King, which he had nothing no, to do with I, the movie. No, not not at all. Um, but my saving grace for this movie really was John Lithgow and Jason Clark. Jason Clark, yeah. Their scenes with them together, I was like, 
even when like when they're sitting at the campfire just talking after after the death of the child, I was like, here here we go. Now we're rolling. We got some good acting I, going on. Like some I would good hate dialogue. to see it without John Lithgow because he brought the creepy dark feeling to it, mm-hmm. which is so contrast to what he normally is. But not even so. Well, he. He balanced it well. It wasn't even just creepy and dark. Like yeah. he was also like the old man friendly guy. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like you, you yeah. Know, you, that you want that guy to be your neighbor. Yeah. And I thought he was. They were the best part of it. Um, I did not like the the twist at the end. I didn't like the jump scares. No. Um, no. Sometimes jump scares. I understand their purpose, and if they can, I have more to say on it later because there's a movie on my list with them. But how um, do I kind of word it correctly? When there's too many of them. And they're they're only and you can tell it's only put in there just yeah. to make you jump. Yeah. Um, which basically they lose I mean, their all effect. the Zelda scenes are jump scares, which yeah. is just kind of disappointing. Yeah. Because in the old one, it was literally just like a the, creepy you see it thing. the one time, and yeah. you just, you're like, oh my god. Yeah. And it's like it, that's still that image sticks it's, in my yeah. head. And never mind, I'm not gonna give that away. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I appreciate about like movies like The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. They use them tactfully. Oh yeah. To bring that dramatic effect to it. Right. Yeah, definitely James Wan is a, like the master of those jump scares that, and, and a lot of people are like, you know, he's, he's kind of doing the thing where he's, he's got this like crew of people that work with him that are now working on other movies um, that are kind of not copying his style. It's the wrong way to put it, but doing the, the jump scares tastefully yeah, to where it is terrifying when it happens and you'll kind of just like laugh. Like I find myself just kind of like, laughing a little bit after yeah. it's over because of just how like like little girl it made me you know jump <laughs> or like close my eyes real quick or something like that but yeah i totally agree with you um so yeah my number seven very, very let down my number seven second least favorite pet cemetery pet cemetery okay hmm. kev your number seven <clears throat> excuse me my number seven um i went and saw this in the movie theater with no expectations did not know what to expect and it turned out to be one of my favorite horror movies of the year and it is ready or not. Heard great things about that one. Samara Weaving and Adam Brody, directed by Matt Bedinelli Olpen and Tyler Gillett, who also did the VHS movie. Yeah, Radio Silence. That's their, Radio. Their, their, well, Radio Silence is like their company name. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that their short, before you get too into it, the, their short that they did for VHS, the first VHS, mm-hmm. was my favorite of that, oh, yeah. that movie. Yeah. Um, and that's the only reason I watched Ready or Not is because I saw they were in, involved with it. But I liked it as well. But. It was really, really good. Uh, quick plot summary. These, this couple's getting married. She's marrying into a, a toy conglomerate who it they lead you to believe that they've made a deal with the devil and that's why they're so successful. It looked eccentric. A little eccentric. Yeah. But uh, so she marries into this toy conglomerate family and they decide to play a game. It's a ritual. Whenever when anybody gets married, they play a game. She picks a card and they play a game. And she picked hide and seek. Hmm. And uh, she spent the rest of the night trying to hide from her family. Play and I'm not going to give the rest of it away, but it's such a Fun movie. Very fun. It got rave Such a fun reviews. Mm-hmm. I was shocked because honestly, for a premise like that, doesn't, you know, it's not very original. And, and the rewatchability factor is super high. It makes me curious. Like a new one of my, one of my favorite it. horror movies of 2019, ready or not. Absolutely. That was a, it was a really good movie. Um, my number seven. That's what we're on, right? Yep. yep. Number seven. Um, this one jumped around on my list a lot. It was at number 10. It went to five. 
And I decided to stick it right at number seven, only based off stick the fact of uh, I greased it up and put it in. Um, <laughs> the only and the only reason it being was just I, it's not that I disliked it, but um, as far as rewatchability goes, I won't rewatch it all the time, but I would like to watch it again. Uh, Ari Aster's Midsummer. Um, so this movie, it's strange. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And I know we, we're not going to talk a lot on these because we're getting to, we're probably getting closer to the point where a lot of these are on our list. Yeah, overlap. They're going to overlap. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just kind of go, I won't do a plot summary until we kind of all figure out if, if it's okay. where that's on our list. Um, yeah. But uh, Ari Aster, at this was, I'll talk about him instead of the movie. Um, I definitely can tell he's going to be one of my favorite directors. Um, I loved Hereditary. As drunk as I got in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Loved the movie. I have watched it several times since we recorded Sober. it. Sober, yes. Sober and got drunk again and watched it. Still good. <laughs> Still good. Still always good. Any um, kind of mental state. Yeah. And it's not so much that it's it's scary. It's the, the he creates a feeling now. I may get like, you know, chastised for this, but he reminds me <clears throat> of what when the shining came out of what people must have thought of Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Of just like, wow, this is a filmmaker. He's got a vision. Um, he's doing something different. And that's how Hereditary felt for me. I was just like, I've never seen anything like this. Yep. The acting's incredible. The shots are incredible. The music's incredible. Like, the writing is so good. It's a great movie. Midsummer, I had high hopes. And I'll tell you, the first 45 minutes of the movie, I was hooked. I was like, this, what, Absolutely. A, what a good story. I'm locked into this. It was a little too long for me, I will say. Um it could have ended maybe 30 minutes earlier. Um, but the feeling I had when it was over was not, it, it was the same as the hereditary of just like, what the hell is, yeah. is going on in this movie? And I'll talk um, more about it because it is on my list. Yeah. So we'll get, yeah, we'll talk more as of it, it together. Um, I figured it was on y'all. It's a little higher up, but. Um, I've only saw eight movies, Kev. Give me true, a break. True. <laughs> Give me a break. Hey, you must have liked it though. It's a little further down, so that's good. Yeah. Unless yeah. It's, fair enough. Unless fair it's the next <laughs> but. I did like it. I do recommend it. Um, I don't. Re- I don't recommend you watching it. My voice just got weird. I don't. Re- I don't recommend you watching it. I got one of those weird liquid bubbles in my throat. I don't recommend watching it uh, like in the middle of the day on a Sunday, um, like I did. Oh, so really? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, it, it's a feeler for sure. Yep. Like it'll give you some feelings. Um, and the behind the scenes of it is great too. It's just. Uh, knowing that Ari Aster had such a hard time making this movie. Because um, they shot it, I mean, so the, there's, in the the setting where it's at in Sweden, it never gets dark. And they had to film all around that, and you would think, oh, have to, all you have to do is shoot in the daytime, but apparently it was hell for them. Um, and then plus, the storyline about the uh, kind of the love relationship between the boyfriend and the girlfriend, which we'll expand on that later on when y'all bring it up. Um, he wrote that. That's all. He's something he went through. So it was a really emotional movie for me for him. And you can really tell it the last 20 minutes of the movie, how emotional this thing is. And um, that's what I like most about his, the two movies that I've seen from him and I won't go too far into it, but the connectability to real emotions and feelings. Yeah. Like in, in, um, in hereditary, there's the, there's multiple points where you're like, I think I've gone through something like that, but you could like feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and even in this one, like with the, uh, just at the, I'll talk, I'll bring this up just at the beginning, but with the whole, like, um, we'll go into the plot later, but with where 
he invites the girlfriend along and it's yeah, like very yeah, awkwardly. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah, tell yeah. his friends about it. And like that whole thing, I'm like, I've not that I was there, but I'm like, I know people who have gone yeah, through that absolutely. whole thing of like, Hey man, we're all going to, we're all going out Friday night, Friday night. He's like, Oh, I invited Heather. And it's like, Oh, you yeah. brought the girl with you. He's like, that whole thing that they Breaking do in the movie. Bro code. Yeah, it's like very realistic. And, and they're then, like, hey, yeah. totally wanted <laughs> like, you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they, they pull hey it guys, off. And, hey guys, I invite her, but she's not going to come. But I invite her. Mm-hmm. And y'all knew about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. All that right, whole go. thing. And it's, and it's, like you said, it's very based in reality. And then that, that, that's why when the crazy weird stuff starts happening, you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, what is going on? And that's what makes it terrifying. Um, because you could look at this movie and say, nothing, nothing, there's nothing really scary about yeah. it, oh. but it, it creeps me out. Yeah. Like I had a lot of creepy moments. I'll, of, I'll talk about my experience when we get to it. Cause it's a little bit further up on my list. But when the lights, when I turned the lights off to go to sleep, I was a little uneasy. Like thinking <laughs> about this movie, you have to watch this movie in the dark too. Definitely. Because um, it, there, there is no nighttime. And so the contrast of you being in the dark versus how bright your TV is probably going to mm-hmm. be even drives further to that point of like, okay, this is completely weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, camera work is beautiful. I know he's got a cinematographer and stuff, but like the way he sets up his shots and yeah. everything is just, it's really, really something I have, to look I have at. that on mine too. Um, well, we'll talk more about that when we get to y'all's okay. list. So we'll find out what number it is, but let's move on to the big six. Number six. Thunder. Uh, moving more so towards the now? middle range. These are the ones you kind of like. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not, you didn't hate. I, I didn't hate it. Chapter two. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was too long. Uh-huh. It's 30, long. Probably 30 minutes too long. It's a long one. Uh, and <clears throat> there are flashbacks in the movie. And for some reason, I felt like it was kind of a miss. Uh, I just didn't feel like it, it contributed to the overarching theme of the movie, per se. You know what they had to do. You know, I had to get admission. But I'm just like, okay. It almost felt like they ran out of things to put in the movie, so like, well, we gotta throw in scares somehow, right? So, anyways, my number six in chapter two. In chapter two, yeah, okay. Um, but we'll talk more on it later. Seems, <laughs> it seems, it seems <laughs> like we'll talk more about it later. Yeah, Kev, number six. My number six. You're not gonna like. Oh no, because I know it's higher on your list. Oh. Uh, in the tall grass. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even on the list. No, that's not or, on the list. Get a freaking lawnmower for that tall. On a different list. My number six is Jordan Peele's Us. Okay. Us. I think what Jordan Peele has done with horror is spectacular. I thought Get Out was Absolutely. great. Yeah. I thought Us was really, really good. The ending just lost me. I remember I remember when we, when we watched it. That the was ending just lost about. me. Yeah. Really? The ending just okay. lost me. And the ending can... Those kind of movies, you know, a twist and I thought like it that. was great because yeah. I distinctly remember the ending. So do I. Yeah, yeah, but I thought it was great until the end. Man, really? Yep. Okay. Just okay. personal preference. No, no, no. Totally get it. Totally great get it. movie. Great acting. Great premise. Real original premise. Totally recommend people yeah, watching it. Absolutely. But for me, it's number six. Okay. That's all right, Kev. Your number That's six. Okay. My number six is a movie. Another one of these, like. Not really a horror movie, nothing scary about it, but it is has horror elements, and it is a horror movie, classified as horror movie. Um, on Shudder, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Um, technically, I guess, came out 2017, according to the internet, but a wide release on Shudder 2019. It's a Spanish movie directed by Issa Lopez. Um, one of the prettiest and saddest 
and heartfelt movies I've watched last year. Is um, that the one that you talked about a lot? Uh, you're like overseas somewhere. Oh no, that was It Comes at Night. Great okay. movie as well. Okay, That's an honorable okay. mention. I don't okay. know if that came out in 2019. I don't, think, or not. I don't think that came out in 2019. Um, but I would say if it did, it was. It's. I'll put it on. I'll put it in my mentions. <laughs> uh, that was a great movie. Okay. Um, this one's Tires Are Not Afraid. It's set in um, the big drug war in Mexico. Um, and the scariest thing about this is it's it's centered around these kids, um, and. I, I just going off the Wikipedia plot summary. Um, Estrella is a young girl in Mexican in a Mexican city, devastated by the Mexican drug war. While working on a fairy tale writing assignment, Estrella's Mexican classroom is disrupted by gunfire. Gunfire. Gunfire outside the school. Gunfire. To calm her amid the panic, Estrella's teacher hands her three pieces of chalk. She says, "We'll grant them three wishes." Now she's got these pieces of chalk, and you know these. There's a gang that is basically um, taking these kids' parents and killing them and the kids are either on their own or being kidnapped by gang leaders so like that and, and what's scary is apparently a lot of this is going on in real life so it is kind of hard to watch it and stuff like that and seeing all this stuff going on but the horror element comes in with the three wishes um and it's got a really awesome vibe of like being a kid again and like you know amidst all of this like horrible depressing stuff the kids can find things like a soccer ball and find a lot of entertainment out of it. And that's what that's the pretty thing about it. And I found myself, like, maybe not smiling because it's kind of sad, but it, it was pulling at the heartstrings. And the uh, the horror moments that are in the movie, um, no, there's not a lot of them. But when they came up, it was legitimately creepy. And it's more of the, the kind of stuff I like in horror movies. It's not a jump scare. It's not a, a big tension-building thing. It's just one of these, like, kind of like an image. Yeah. It's more of a tone feel yeah. to where you know, like, oh, this is kind of creepy. And it's, again, the lights went off, and I kept seeing these people standing around in my house. Um, I highly recommend it. It's really, really good. It's only on my number six just because of uh, the, uh, I guess, the non-scare factors. That's the only reason I put it at six. But I, I loved this movie. I'll watch it again and again, I think. But, yeah, on Shudder, which if you don't have Shudder, uh, it's that's S H U D D E R. Somebody yes. asked me. You, should, that, that, that you should totally Shutter. subscribe um, to it if you don't have Shutter and you're a horror fan. If you love horror movies, that is the. It's like Netflix <sighs> for horror yeah. buffs. If you're a Joe Bob Briggs fan, that's the only way you can watch them. And we all know my admiration <laughs> for that man. I'll let you watch Joe Bob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get to watch Joe Bob when he comes on. But tigers are not afraid. Uh, so we did ten through six, right? Yes, right. Eight, through, eight through six for well, Thunder. For me, eight through yep. six. Um, but this would be usually in our episodes. If you've been a long time listener, we appreciate it. But this is where we would we usually have a little intermission in the episode with Caleb freaking out. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break and get some more of the wonderful. The beers are so good tonight, Kev. I don't know which one to get again. I, I know. Get, I, I think might we get should get one again. of each. Yep. I think uh, we should get one of each again. Of them. They're awesome. I'm out of water. It thunders out of water. <laughs> thunder's going to run up to Ozarka. Get some spring water. I'll be um, back in a month. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll be back in just a bit. All right, guys, and we are back from break. We are the Horn Hops Podcast. We are now into the top five, gentlemen. Yeah. Top five of 2019. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I'm very ready. So my number five. Now, granted, like we said before, I'm getting now towards the middle, like not painful, not happy, just is. Number five, Brightburn. There it is. Brightburn's back. All right. For what it was, it was not bad. Yeah. Uh, 
you would always wonder what would happen if there was an evil Superman. It would be creepy because it's almost like Santa Claus. <laughs> he knows everything bad that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, it takes place in a kid. So I, to me, it was scary to think that a bullied kid could act out like that. Right. So the lesson here, don't pick on kids. There you go. <laughs> don't be a Good bully. Yeah, yeah. Don't be a bully. Yeah, but no, brats. I thought I thought the story was pretty good. It told good, decent backstory. You got little bits thrown in here and there, and you could you could <sighs> feel the parents' frustration as they're trying to love on this kid, and you could tell he's different. He knows he's different. He finally figures it out, and they're doing the best they can. You know, it's just for what it was. I thought Brightburn was really good, and, I, and like you guys, I could have immediately went back and watched it again. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, since we've all seen it, and I guess it is a little spoiler we said we we're going to avoid, but I do have to talk about it because I've been dying to talk to y'all about it since we all, since I knew we were watching it. The uh, the scene with the broken jaw. Oh, yeah. I love that part. Yeah, so, that was one of the ones I was talking about where like I was biting my nails, just like. Oh, I bet you like, I was. I bet you I was more squeamish on the other scene you're talking about biting your nails. I yes, shook, yes. man. That is the scene with the glass. The glass. Yes. Yeah. Oh, with the eye. Like I had to mm-hmm. look away. I was just like, no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. The one with the jaw. That was my holy crap. It's getting real. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I didn't expect it to be that gory or scary. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean, it's a kid playing. Evil Superman. But it was both. Yeah, yeah, I was like, wow, they did a really. And for the most part, it's not the most top quality acting, but the acting was pretty good. Oh yeah, it was pretty good for uh, you know a kid Superman evil movie. Yeah, like I said, the the, the moments that were supposed to be tense were really tense. Um, a, a friend of ours who doesn't like horror movies but likes uh, superhero movies asked me if he should watch it, and I said it's not going to scare you. No, um, but it's not a superhero movie. At, at all. all, not in the um, common sense. Not at it, all. It's if anything, it's a super villain movie. Yep. Um, it's like an origin story of a villain. Um, it's done very well. And like I'm yes. glad it's on your list too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm glad that you kind of liked it. Yeah. No, so I, I liked it. I, I'd five. watch it again. It was good. Yeah. It's a it's a good middle of the road movie. There you go. For well, me at least. And you know, um, I hate that Zack Snyder got pulled off of it, and you know he couldn't do Justice League and so. Oh, I'm thinking of Man of Steel. Oh, Sorry, oh they should have never made that movie. Nope. Well, you know, this was the Man of Steel. It should have been, <laughs> <laughs> or the sequel to Man of Steel. <laughs> yes, we love you, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And we also love you, Ryan, for sequels. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Take care of both of our guys. D two is better than Mighty Ducks. Here. There, I said it. Oh, I said it. But not Return Return Jafar is not better than Aladdin. No, I'm sorry. Oh, not at all. No. no. Not at all. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't thought of Return of Jafar for a very long time. I forgot that was a movie. Well, it's on Disney Plus. Go straight yeah. now. Oh, yeah. It's bringing it back. You know what's thing. not on Disney Plus? Brightburn, which is my number five. <laughs> yeah, but go watch it because it's really good. Yes. Good call, Thunder. Well, what is your number my five? My number five. You can watch on Shudder. We've already talked about Shudder a couple times tonight. If you don't subscribe to it, what are you doing? <laughs> subscribe to it and you get this Shudder exclusive movie directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, produced by Eli Roth. My number five is Haunt. Very good movie. Great I think I've movie. heard of this one. Very good so movie. it is Halloween night and a group of friends are out partying, having a fun time, college kids. And they decide to go to a haunted house, and this is one of those extreme haunted houses. Like they have around here. Yeah. Promise, 13th gate. Promise to feed on your fears, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And it is so well done. It is legitimately creepy and scary. Side note, 
Did you know there's a horror house or a haunted house? A whore house. A whore house. Oh, a horror house. <laughs> haunted house. Okay. That they pay you like so many thousand dollars if you can get through it the yeah. entire night. I've heard of it. I didn't know if it was real or not. It's real. Yeah. Like it's like 10 grand if you're able to get through the entire haunted house. I ain't doing it. No. Hell no. <laughs> That's the thing. As much as I love watching a horror movie, I don't want to experience it. We should get this? Caleb to do it. <laughs> So, yes. so we can watch him poop his pants. So Caleb, we can take that money Caleb, and yeah. it on ourselves. Caleb, if, you if, if you're listening, <laughs> I don't want Caleb to watch this movie. Because okay. if Caleb watches this movie, we're never going to get him to go into a haunted house. Okay. True. Caleb, skip ahead. Yeah, skip ahead. 30 seconds for a couple minutes. Yeah. But yeah, Haunt. Great movie. Um, I don't want to give too much of the plot away. Find it on Shudder. I will find it on Amazon yeah, Prime. Movie. Eli Roth it has some of those Eli Roth ish signatures <laughs> isms. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. throughout. Um, really, really, really good movie. Can't talk about it enough. Now I want to go watch it. You should. Yeah, yeah. I might tonight if we leave. Yeah, yeah, you'll like it. You should. You. I like might need it. you guys to stay though. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay. You know what it reminds me of, and it's not it doesn't remind me, but. You ever went to one of those Christian haunted houses as a kid? No. Like Heaven's Gates, I had Hell's a Flames, or something Heaven's like that? Gate. I grew up in Kinder. <laughs> Christian haunted houses? Oh, they yeah. I've never even heard oh, of that. Yeah. I mean, it was. It's not like a The haunted. only ghost that we had was a holy ghost. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, no, you'd go through Christian this. Christian jokes. You'd go through this <laughs> quote-unquote haunted house. Praise Jesus. And they'd show you like scenes of people oh, dying. I've heard of that. I've heard didn't and they used to have that here in hell. Uh, at a church in Lake Charles? Yeah. That was the big one. Yeah. We were in Kinder. People would drive from Kinder yeah. to come to Lake Charles just to go to that. And there was like there was. was actors in there. Yeah. And if you up didn't change your and, ways, that you would end up in this place. Yeah. yeah I've heard you, of that. One of them made you go through a casket. Yeah. And you came out on the other side and they gave you a track saying, if you died today, would you go to hell? Christians. What's wrong with us? But as a kid, because I remember going that so to that stupid. when I was like 11 or 12. And I was terrified. And when these kids were going through this haunted house, I'm you like, felt it. I felt it. Yeah. I felt it. Yeah. That's a really good movie. I watched it during our little uh, 31 Nights of Halloween that we did yeah. this past October. And that was one of the ones I watched when it premiered on Shudder, and I liked it a lot. Really, really good movie. I want to watch it now. You should. Kev, what's your number five? My number five is um, a movie that I actually loved a lot more than I thought I would. I liked the one that came before it a lot. Return and of so, Jafar. <laughs> not, not Return of Jafar. Oh, okay. That's, okay. I'll have to Return rewatch that Jedi. one. I haven't seen that. I don't <laughs> Return even, of the Jedi. I don't think I've ever Empire's seen that better. one. Empire's better. Empire's um, better. There, I said it. Yeah. I think I think that's that's a, the majority <laughs> yeah. right there. Um, this movie, uh, I liked it very, very much. I would watch it again. Um, pr- directed by Gary Doberman, who's doing a lot of really good stuff. Annabelle Comes Home. Now that's why earlier when you mentioned Annabelle Thunder, I wanted to—I was excited to talk to you about this. I've heard good things about it's that. Very, one. very good. Um, yeah, yeah. Honorable mentions list. Annabelle Creation and Annabelle Comes Home are really good movies. Um, now Gary Dauberman, the director, he's uh, he's written, he wrote the first Annabelle, he wrote the the sequel, he uh, partnered up and wrote the first It movie, and he uh, solely wrote It Chapter Two by himself. Um, so he's kind of had, he's one of those protege of James Wan that I was talking about earlier. Kind of been, James Wan helped him get his foot in the door and now he's going off. Um, he did write the Swamp Thing TV show that James Wan had a hand in too. So they're kind of partnering up on a lot of good stuff. So James Wan 
did produce this movie, this one, Annabelle Comes Home. And it was almost like, if you haven't seen it, it's like a really, it's like an X-Files episode almost. It's like, it's got a, like a monster mash feel, you know, because what it is is, uh, so this is set after, if everybody's seen the first Conjuring, uh, the, you know, the first 10 minutes of Conjuring, yeah. it's like the Annabelle story. <coughs> and they, Doing the dumpster. Uh, and, it, and this movie picks up right at that where the Warrens take, again, Patrick Wilson, love the guy. Um, they, they take her home and block her in the cage and yeah. or lock her in the glass and everything like that. And, um, it's really funny cause it's just these, uh, they go out of town and they have a babysitter come to watch their daughter, Judy. And the babysitter has a friend that comes over, you know, uninvited. And she's kind of the bad girl. Um, and, Let's she, go and, see. and yeah, and okay. things ensue. So it's, it's almost like you could call it Annabelle sleepover. Um, it's really fun. <laughs> uh, the jump scares we were talking about earlier that I wanted to mention. Um, a lot of jump scares in these James Wan produced kind of movies yeah. in the Conjuring universe. Um, but they're done so well to where it's like, it le- legitimately, the last 10 minutes of the movie, I'll say last 10, maybe last 20 with, with the scary stuff. Um, the jump scares were, I was like, shit. You know, I would like cuss afterwards. <laughs> I was just like, God damn it. Yeah. Like, got me again. Um, <gasps> yeah. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, I, I can't say enough about just the, the feel of the movie. It felt fun. Um, you've got, it's not just Annabelle. You've got that room. Yeah. That's, they're yeah. all coming to life. And even the like uh, annoying teenage girl who's um, the bad one who kind of makes all this stuff happen. Let's open the door. Yeah. You think you, you kind of hate her, but then by the end of the movie, it's very heartfelt and you feel good. And it's like, yep. that's what I liked so much about this movie is it kept a lot of the, the good, the good feeling. You know, it like, always has me curious. And I think it's in that movie that one of the country movies I saw. They have like a samurai. Yeah, this is in that one. I was yeah. like, I wonder what the story behind that mm-hmm. is. And that's what's awesome is in this movie, a lot of those, you know, all the Conjuring movies up to now, at least involving the Warrens, they talk about this room, this room, this room. Mm-hmm. In this movie, yeah. they they do a, the room comes to life. Yeah, okay. So you get to see. There's a lot of time in the room yeah, in this movie. Right. I mean, it's not too much of a spoiler because it's fun, but I mean, like a werewolf pops up. What? Uh, the samurai sword, a bride, a board game that's possessed, like all this crazy awesome stuff. I mean, it. I had a lot of fun. Was um, it Monopoly? Was well, not Monopoly. It was called Feely Mealy. I don't. I don't think it's a real one. Uh, Feely Mealy. Let me, let me check. <laughs> it, it actually. <laughs> Thunder. They did. They did. You are the comedic relief tonight. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> so Feely Mealy was a real game. I just looked that up. Really, it was a real game. Yeah. Um, never mind. <laughs> But as far as as far as just a fun a fun movie and a no, good time, no, we didn't. This was. <laughs> I don't even hear what you're saying. You're just, <laughs> having a conversation with yourself. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Feeling me. It's so good having thunder on the microphone. I like it a lot. We got to get this happening more often <laughs> with the, with the other boys in in tow. Yeah. Uh. But yes. As as far as just a good time goes. I, I recommend Annabelle Comes Home. That's my number five. So we're getting into our top... Well, I say our top, top five. We're, now we're in top the top four. 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 We're four. in the top five. Guess Next what? Next one will be top, top three. three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All my, right. my segues are horrible <laughs> with this thing. Number four. Yeah. How did you do that? Just to keep you on that. Okay. Number four. <laughs> <laughs> 
Midsummer. There it is. All, All right. right, number four. Yeah. So where are we at on this scale of uh, the pain? So we're the getting scale? we're getting more towards the green happy face. Green happy face. Green is coming. Happy okay. Face. Awesome. I didn't expect that in there. <clears throat> Tell me why. Amazing writing. Yes. Absolutely. Amazing camera work. Yep. There's a scene in the first 15, 20 minutes where they're driving on the road, and the camera turns. And it makes everything upside down. Yep. Then it keeps doing that, and then it flips over again. Everything's back to upside down, but it changes the entire... I was like, that is genius. And then if you don't watch out for it, there's little creative elements that you will easily overlook and miss. Um, There's, of course, a lot of effed up stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But what I appreciate about it is Ari Aster's different approach to horror. It's more of a psychological thing more than it is like... a slasher chasing you with an axe or some kind of haunted whatever house or whatever this is more of a psychological like playing on your emotions putting you in situations where you think like what would i do if i were faced with these set of circumstances and i thought like that's just genius you know and i'm glad that there are people who are stretching the the limits of horror movies because it's it, it almost gets too predictable. We, we talked about Chris Dalyrona. You know exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. With with things like Hereditary or Midsummer, you don't know. You, we we find ourselves talking for Hereditary. Like, what would you do if you were you know caught in this same thing with Midsummer? Like, what would you do if you were stuck in some of these same scenarios? Like, it's that's that's what creeps me out. Is like, what the heck would I do? Yeah, I'll probably do the same thing that these people are doing. Right. So for me, Midsummer was 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 more of that. It yeah. was more psychological. It made you really think. Oh yeah, big time. I mean, it's like a, it's a it's a feel movie yeah. for sure, without a doubt. Like it's a feel horror. The scares aren't what you see. The scares are what you feel. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's the reason why it's number four for me. Awesome. I'm glad it's up there. That's it. What about your four? Yeah. My number four. I had it in. I took it out. I put it back in. I went very back and forth on this one, just because I don't feel like it's a true horror movie, but. Kev mentioned it earlier. It's too good of a movie not to have in here. It's Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yes. Off of Shutter. Incredible movie. <clears throat> it, it was one of the best movies I've seen all year, whether it be horror or not. The horror feel, the fantasy feel, very Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro-esque, yeah. very pan well, She's working with him next. Issa S- Lopez is working really? with him on... That's on. I really would either, like to see that movie. Either then. he's producing her next one, or uh-huh. she's working on his one. Something yeah. like that, but it's... Jennifer Lopez? Yes. Yes. Issa Lopez. Issa Lopez. All I heard was Issa Lopez. I know they're talking about J-Lo. Lopez. J-Lo. And in the movies. I mean, it is... It is brutal. Yeah. There are things that happen in this movie that are truly disturbing. The horror images that it does have stays with you. And very different disturbing from Midsummer. Oh yeah, very, very different. Like not just like a oh it's a it's a terrible like murder scene. It's no, just because like, you know that this is reality, reality for some people. Exactly. It's a heavy movie. I will say I, I this is another one I watched on an afternoon, <laughs> a weekend afternoon. <laughs> Real heavy movie for a weekend afternoon. Yeah. I'm just like, geez. But can't say enough good things about Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah. Great movie. I watched no, it one watch morning. It. I watched it one morning before work. I woke up a little early and I had two hours and I looked and I was, it's only like an hour and 20. Yeah, it's not long. So like, I, got, I think I can fit this in. Got dressed, made some coffee and I was like, let me see what this is about. And it spent the rest of my day just sad. Yeah, I, I know. Just I, like down. Watching it in the afternoon was bad. Watching it in the yeah. morning is worse. Sad, but excited. <laughs> I was like, man, that's like, it's, you know, like as much as I, as I was just, praising annabelle 
and those kind of movies with all the full of jump scares and, and like the the thing that saves those kind of movies is good storytelling. But like with movies like Tigers Are Not Afraid and Midsummer, it's like they're more than just like something scary. It's oh, yeah. like yep. it's it's hard hitting. This it, one stays it makes with you, you. You think about it all day you long. Do. Uh, I like literally. I went to work. Sat there thinking about it, was telling my boss about this movie. He has no interest in it at all, but I just had to talk about it. And then when I got home, I I watched like the last I mean, 20 minutes you again. you fall in love with yeah. the little kids, the yeah. little tough kid. Mm-hmm. I mean. Shine. The subtitles say Shine, but Shine or Shine's, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Fall in love with him. And the character development's great in it. The fairy tale aspect of the kids. Such a good like movie. Special effects are really good. Yeah, Tiger's Not Afraid on Shudder. Watch it. Absolutely. That's my number four. Well, my number four is the big one that we've all talked about so far. It Chapter 2. There it is. I I put it in four. Um, (laughs) And here's what I'll say about it. Um, Again, I'm a broken record here. I'm a Stephen King fan, and I love this book. It was one uh, one of the first books I read of his when I was like in junior high school that really I understood why books can be scary. Like this one in The Shining, I remember reading back to back and was, as a kid, just like terrified of these books, like opening a book, like closing a book and putting it down and and being scared. And that never happened to me because I read Goosebumps and I read, you know, the the Goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) R.L. Stein, Goosebumps. Goosebumps. There was a ripoff of Goosebumps. I don't forget what it was called, but it was basically the same characters, different name. (laughs) I, I it was like Spooksville or something. It's another one. Yeah, it, was, it was like Spooksville a or something like that. Was another one I read. I think it's yeah. named. I can't remember, but I liked it a lot. But anyways, I got into Stephen King and realized, you know, I'm I'm probably too young to be reading this stuff. But this is it. Um, <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Um, the miniseries I talked about when we first started this podcast was the first like scary movie I ever watched. Um, so I was really and I the I loved the first one. Um, so I was really excited about this second one. And to touch on what both of y'all said, I thought it was long. Um, the CGI took me out of it a little bit, but like you said, Kev, the acting, the, the characters, the acting, yeah. are what saved the movie for yep, me. Yep. The the dialogue between them, um, nothing really scared me. Like I was never scared. I never jumped. Really, kind of saw them all coming. And honestly, um, Pennywise was not the big attraction for me in this movie. Like I didn't think. I don't think the clown was as as big of a part as it should have been. Yeah. Um, but man, they, Dad, a Bill Hader, man. He was great in this. Bill Hader. Like, fan, and, like fantastic. If you haven't seen it, and James least, Ransom. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, James Ransom, he was in The Wire, which... Just go watch it for seen, the acting. If nothing seen, else. Uh, the Wire, he's great in that show, too. But that's kind of when I saw him in this. I was like, oh, he'll be good. And playing as Eddie, you know, the grown-up Eddie, he, yeah. he's really good at it. Um, but I cried in the movie i the did not see it coming was, the yep. casting was like, incredible i did not see myself getting as emotionally involved because what happened was i had watched it split up i watched it up to the part where and this is not a spoiler because it's in the trailer but with uh jessica chastain playing beverly marsh when she goes back to her house yep. and is encounters the old lady yep. mm-hmm. thing in the trailer now i'll spoil that little part uh the cgi in that scene took me out and it was like 11 o'clock at night and i was like i still have another hour and a half to go yeah. to this movie I'm kind of like a little disappointed. So I, I turned it off, went yeah. to bed. The next night, I was like, let me pick it up because I want to finish it. Um, and for about maybe the, the 10 minutes after that, I was like, well, this is going to – I'm kind of disappointed like that it's – I'm not enjoying this as much as I thought I would. But then all of a sudden, it just turned around for me. And I don't know what it was. I, 
I think it was when all of them banded up together again, and like it just reminded me of the book and how good the book is, and like maybe that's hey, how I need to watch it. Because in, it one, up, yeah. in one sitting, it's really one sitting long. is yeah. long. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because then afterwards, after that, the CGI didn't bother me. Yeah. Um. I was I was really hooked into the story, and I literally I laughed at myself because when it, the credits rolled at the end. You know when it said directed by Andy Muschietti, and what, what's what's the funny thing is too is last year I watched Ma for the first time, which is Andy's Muschietti's first movie. Yeah, the CGI he he's got a style with his horror, with his like the way he likes special effects. Because all of a sudden I was like, this all the monsters in It Chapter Two are similar to the monsters in Ma. Yeah. So Mama. I was like, oh Mama, yeah. Mama. Oh, so I did watch Ma was something. Ma, is, Ma is a 2019 movie. I did like Ma. Uh, I didn't see. I'm it. thinking of Mama. Yeah. yeah, you're thinking of Mama. Uh, Ma was good. Uh, Surprise! Watch that one. Yeah, surprisingly, Ma. Yeah, was it good. was really good because I didn't um, want to see it because it looked horrible. It was yeah. good though. Ma was good. Uh, but anyways, the so I started thinking about that. But yeah, by the time the like I said, I laughed at myself because when the credits ended or rolled started rolling, I said out loud, "I was like, good movie." <clears throat> like under my breath, like it just slipped out. I was like, good, oh, movie. good movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, good movie. And to me, that's that's I must have liked it um, involuntarily complimenting it uh involuntarily <laughs> yeah. like, man i don't want to do it but here it is uh, here it is good, good movie that's why i whispered it um but yeah I, so it was when i was before i finished it when i was putting together this list you know and i've been putting this list together for like a month after we talked about this idea um so i was like i need to i want to i want to see a chapter two it's the only one from like 2019 i haven't seen yet and when I got to the part where I stopped, I was kind of like, man, I don't even know if this is going to make it. And I told you that, Kay. I was like, I don't yeah. even know if it's going to make it on my list. And it's number four. Like, I loved it. And I can't I, – I recommend it. It's long. It is long. Um, but if you're a fan of good storytelling and good acting, it's something to watch. And Stephen King's cameo in it is spectacular. Yeah, that was good. It's that great. was really good. Spectacular. That was really yeah, good. yeah. All right. Well, that's number four. It chapter two. So we are on to the top three. Number three. <laughs> now we're getting to the bright yellow face on my on my meter. All right, not quite green. You're, you're liking them all now. Not right. orange and yellow. We're right. bright yellow. Bright yellow. Yeah, yeah. Number three. Scary stories to tell in the dark. I would love to hear about this. Uh, so for me, this probably the best description I could give it is if you were in the '90s and you grew up as a kid, you saw like Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. Imagine those two shows merged and then took steroids. Okay. I haven't seen it. You I haven't read seen the book. It it's I read really, really good. It's, okay. it's really good. Um, kind of like any episode of Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark, every person had a story, but it contributed to this overarching story and it had a backstory about this book and everything. And honestly, for me, I, mean, I know that we just got talking about your number four, but for me, it was a better version of it. Chapter two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Everybody said, had a story, hey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was very good. Uh, not not a lot of vulgarity, you know. And it was I think it's PG thirteen. It was PG thirteen, yeah. And so you know, it's very entertaining. It was, you know, as an adult, you could tell it was a very kid friendly horror movie, but it was done really well. There were some creepy parts. I wouldn't let my kids watch that. You my don't kids think so? are young, but I mean, well, I mean, okay. So, so they I wouldn't say, let my nine year old watch. I was going to say twelve on up. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I read the book when I was very little. Like my mom read them to See, me. See, I've never yeah, read like, the book. I didn't read the book either. Mm-hmm. But Let no. me ask this: Does it have uh, so the first story in the book? I'll never forget because we just read the book a lot, and it was always the first one. It's called the Big Toe. Does the Big Toe make an appearance? Anything about a Big Toe? Yes. Yes. Awesome. It does. Yeah. Cool. So there, there. As an adult, there are parts that kind of creep me out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like I said, really good. 
you feel the tension and the kids that got to act were, were pretty good for the most part. I mean, of course there's a little cheese muscle head, you know, you got jocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the most part, really good. So that's my number three scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, Guer- Guerrero del, del Toro. Gu- del Guillermo. Mm-hmm. How you del say Toro. that? Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> the, the, uh, something uh, Toretto. <laughs> no, Giovanni <laughs> del Torinci. <laughs> Dominique Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> Love that guy. So yeah, Tom. for me. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? A fast. Oh, dude. We'll do a fa- fast ten, series. Fast <laughs> yeah. Don't even get me started. Fast 10. We'll do a 10 episode mini series. Here we go. But no, for me, number three, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Awesome. Very good. I like that movie a lot. That was on my honorable mentions list. Yeah. It almost made the top 10. I love to say, I'll just tell you, Guillermo del Toro, this is me being nitpicky. Yeah. I'm, it's dumb. Producing, producing, yeah. Director, uh, some Norwegian name, Andre Overdahl. I wanted to bring him up because he directed the really good movie, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay, um, which was a surprisingly good, surprisingly movie. good. I still haven't seen Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, but well, for Del Toro, good investment. Yeah, and he's he hasn't really failed yet. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Awesome. Kev, my number three. Um, you both have already talked about it. But for me, number three was Midsummer. There it is. Ari Aster. Uh, I felt like I needed three showers after I watched it. <laughs> yeah. I, I did watch this movie on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I'm seeing a theme here. There is a part <laughs> in it where they do this ritual called the Atastapo. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because two of the guys, and this is not giving any spoilers, but two of the guys are doing a thesis on this Midsummer mm-hmm. Festival. And when the guy who brought them there, who's a uh, lives in the village where yeah. they have it, told them they were doing it at a stop. Oh, that guy was, I think, one of my favorite characters. Cause oh, I, I agree. The first 10 minutes of the movie, I'm like, I like that guy. Oh, yeah. And then 45 minutes of the movie, I'm like, that bastard. <laughs> well, like, for, for me. But then at the end, you're like, he's so nice. He's just, yeah. He's just like, a nice what is, he, he believes in it. He believes in it. He's not an evil person. No. For me, though, once they landed overseas, I'm like, okay, he's up to something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying about him? But I'm sorry. The William Jackson, uh, William Jackson Harper, who played Josh, is like, not a real Atastapo. And Tales. Jack Rayner, who plays Christian, is says, what's an Atastapo? They don't say. And he's like, oh, you'll see tomorrow. Yeah. And he starts googling on his phone. And he doesn't have his no service. No service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what did I do? I googled it on my phone. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? What a cheater! <laughs> and then I saw like it's a real Swedish ritual. Yeah. Oh lord. Like it's not shit's just for real. the movie. That's mm-hmm. just real. I'll tell you what. And I paused the movie, and I went to my wife because we've been talking about going to Europe in the next few years and I'm like I'm never gonna fucking step foot in Sweden <laughs> I don't care where else you wanna go I'm not going to Sweden hey it's supposed to be great to stay away from uh, yeah, fuck that place stay man. away from the place where never gets car dark. keys on you at all times and yeah. I think that uh, don't trust the, don't trust the locals <laughs> I think that one of the you weren't all white nope <laughs> one of the creepiest things was it all took place in the day yep mm-hmm. Um, no nighttime shots whatsoever. And the silence in that movie was deafening. I told Kevin Johnson, because I was rewatching it um, as they were showing up, and I told Kevin Johnson, because we haven't talked about it any no, of We us, haven't talked about any yeah. of these movies. Which and, I have to say is really hard for us, because that's all we do is talk about. Yeah. We just yeah, watched, yeah. And we've all been avoiding each other. We said, <laughs> me and you said multiple times over the past week, mm-hmm. like, 
I can't talk to you about can't this. Can't talk to you. Can't talk to you about it. I was like, dude, I just watched it. Can't talk about it. I can't it. talk about it. <laughs> so for me, it was slow, but it was not a bad thing. It was it not was a bad thing. Yeah. and creepy slow. You like mm-hmm. you knew I, I told Johnson, I was like, I'm just waiting for something to happen. And I was like that the entire movie. Like I was waiting for that big thing to happen and finally all and it for the most part, it never did. Yeah. When it you, never resolved. When you were rewatching it, there was a scene where there was like these drums going and this chanting, yeah. and then it stopped. And this lady stood up, and you know she was going to say something, but the silence went for, it could have been 20 seconds. It felt yeah. like five minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I feel that. Yeah. It's That's tingling what I, what on I my skin again. I said earlier that I thought it was too long, that it should have ended 30 minutes earlier. It wasn't because I thought it was drawn out and boring. It was because like those long periods mm-hmm. of the drawn out thing made me so uncomfortable. Oh yeah. I think, just I like, think I, that's why it's so high on my list. The back to the first episode we did the exorcist. Mm-hmm. The reason I love the exorcist so much. One of my favorite scenes in it is right at the beginning where there's silence. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like so tense waiting for something to happen. And then there's this bang and yeah. the mom goes upstairs to check on Reagan and then it gets going. There was so many, times where there was just this uncomfortable silence and you're like and the other thing i like ari aster beautifully shot it's one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen yeah as far as cinematography and he really took you into that world i felt like i was i felt like i was watching something i had no business watching you know like i'm not a part of this but i'm watching it you know it creeped me out is the way the old buildings were i'm like that could be here in Louisiana. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Out in the middle of a field. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. In the middle of a field. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's where the Tabasco plant is. <laughs> <laughs> Avery Island's right there. Yeah. Man. But it's one of those movies that I want to watch again, and then I don't want to watch again. Man, yeah. I'm a big Minnesota Vikings fan. Like, that's my football team. And their big chant is Skull. Oh, yeah. And in this movie, they said, I was like, I never want to say that <laughs> chant ever freaking again. Yeah. I'm yeah, never, the, I say that. Go, go Vikes. Skull Vikes. Well. So I can't I'm say enough good fan, things so about. It's upsetting to me to think about the. Vikings. I'm sorry, yeah. flexing on him. I'm flexing know, he's on flexing on me. <laughs> can't even watch football right now. Uh, <laughs> I can't say enough good things about Midsummer. That's my number. Really three. good, really good, really good movie. Yeah. Well, so we all have come full circle on Midsummer. We all liked it. We all liked it. Uh, Made all our top ten. Uh, so it's, we, it's available to stream on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime now. So. Oh, nice. I didn't know it was streaming. That's cool. Um, Right after I paid for it, it's going to be streaming. <laughs> it always happens. It went streaming the week after I watched it. Of course, uh, since we mentioned it so many times, I did look him up, and of course, he has a crazy Swedish name. I'm sure, uh, Powell Pogores Pogoleski. Pogo so sorry, Powell, uh, cinematographer on that movie. Um, great, great job which Amazing. if you're unfamiliar with what the cinematographer does they're not just the cameraman they're Don't the ones who class. pretty much yes thunder knows all about it they're That's pretty it. much uh you correct me if i'm wrong thunder but they are the, the cameraman is a like uh low title right mm-hmm. they're you're not just holding a camera no you're the one they're usually the one who tells the director here's what you need to do for color here's what you need to do mm-hmm. with the lens here's so what there's you need a to director do. of photography called a called a dp right <laughs> and what's <is> that funny <laughs> never mind oh oh I, oh I see i see anyway so right. so he tells the camera guys hey this is what we're looking for and so he's behind the monitor watching all these angles saying no we need more of this no we need and so he's telling everyone so whoever the dp is 
did amazing on the you know and of course give 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 applause to the camera guys yeah but to take that vision and to put it so beautifully in a good way for the most part if if this wasn't a horror movie this would be one of the most beautifully shot movies absolutely period. sure oh yeah but i think that's the, that's what contributed it to being so much more creepy was because yeah. it was so beautiful mm-hmm. yeah and you don't expect that from a quote-unquote horror movie right so so kudos good job there you go a little behind the scenes on how the movies are made which that segues right into your number three my number three um so let's make sure we're still on three um <laughs> So my top three, now that we're here, um, the, the way I picked my top three were based off of feelings. Um, the three the three categories I put them in are a feel-good, heartfelt movie, one that legitimately scared me, and one that had every single thing I love in movies. Um, so we'll start with my number three. It was my heartfelt one to where I was happy. I loved it. Um, one of my favorite things about movies, I, I, I you were happy. I was happy. <laughs> I was happy. happy. I was happy. Um, literally, very happy watching this movie. Um, because I didn't know what to expect, and I went in because based off of hype, and I had no idea what it was about. And usually, when I hear movies, when I see that it's getting such a buzz, I don't watch a trailer. I don't read a plot summary. I'm like, oh, here it is. If I can watch it, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, it's just like, okay, that wasn't for me. <laughs> this one nailed it home for me. I loved it. Um, it's on Shutter again. We, we hopefully we get that Shutter sponsorships coming up soon. Um, Come on, Joe Bob. But oh my god, love that guy. Biggest moment of 2019 meeting Joe Bob. Briggs. Absolutely, uh, you creamed your pants. I did. <laughs> And I creamed it every time I because I almost messed up his name. <laughs> <laughs> and it was his panic when you asked him for a promo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> all good memories. All good memories. I love that. That if moment. you're listening, we'll be back at Frightmare 2020. See yes, we will. See Kev cream his pants and then crap his pants, <sighs> and and not be ashamed. Yeah, <laughs> and still stand there and talking to him. Uh-huh. Anyways, my number three, uh, one cut of the dead. Um, it's a. Another, I know I had Little Monsters earlier as a zombie comedy. This is not a comedy so much. One of my favorite things about watching movies is watching how they made it. Um, even big budget, like I love the Fast and Furious movies because I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't, like <laughs> the way the way they do this stuff yeah. is so crazy. Uh, that's why I love horror movies so much is because I'm like, you know, look at all these tricks they're doing. I've talked about that. Like my favorite horror movie is The Thing, and it's like because it's like. How how do they make it look like his how arms were pulled off? Yeah. How do they do that? Um, and this movie has a little bit of all of that in there, and and about just the fun of making movies. Um, now it is a low budget zombie movie. Um, it's Japanese, directed it's probably by the best, though. Shinichiro Ueda. Um, really, really good. Uh, the first thirty minutes. I'm not going to say any of the plot summary because it really is fantastic movie to jump in blind, not knowing what it is. <laughs> so I'm not even going to talk about the plot. Um, but the first 30 minutes are all one continuous long shot. Wow. And it's, it's funny how they do it because it's not scary, but you know what you're watching and it's just kind of fun. And you're like, well, this is like crazy. What's going on? And then after the 30 minutes happen, there's a little twist that happens. And then all of a sudden you're like, I see what's going on. And you get to just watch people having fun making a movie. And I can't praise it highly enough. I will watch it probably once a month for a while. Um, as my background, like I was folding towels the other day and I put it on happy. 
happy. happy. And, and it's, <laughs> it's happy. It's in Japanese. I, if I'm not watching it, I don't know what they're saying. And I'm still just folding towels, just like, oh, that's, oh, that's, <laughs> this that's, is that's such a good movie. <laughs> just so fun. Because, I mean, me and my buddies, when we were kids, used to take like our VHS camera and say like, let's make a movie in the backyard. And really, it was like a 10-minute thing we put together of like a scarecrow <laughs> attacking us. But we thought it was terrifying and crazy. And we're going to make movies one day. We still can. We still can. Yeah. But this this, this movie is what that brought me. (laughs) Them crackers are crazy. (laughs) Is in the works, Ryan. We're going to be doing that one for Ryan. Uh, But this is what One Cut of the Dead reminded me of. I I loved it. Uh, Like I said, don't go into it expecting anything scary. But the uh, $4.99 a month for a Shutter subscription is worth... The price of this movie and Joe Bob Briggs, of course. I can't. Yeah, we've given you like five (laughs) movies so far to watch on Shutter. I'm not joking when I say it is a Netflix for horror. It really is. Yeah, yeah. They have. uh, It's a. I know we're going off topic here. It is. They have a Shutter Live option to where you can literally watch it like tune in and it's like a TV channel. You can. It may be in the middle of a movie, but sometimes that's why I like to be. I'm like, let me see what I think about this. And if it's go back, if it looks good, I all you have to do is. Back out of Life TV, and it's on the app. Yep. So it's an incredible app, and this this is one of their exclusive movies that came out. It did come out in 2017, but had wide release uh, for 2019, and I love it. So it is my number three. Um, and like I said, my top three are movies that I'll never forget, and One Cut of the Dead is definitely one I'll never forget. So there's a new series on Netflix called The Movies That Made Us. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish they would have done at least one horror movie. It would have been nice. Yeah, the Home Alone like, is incredible. Home Alone was great. I watched yeah. that one numerous times yeah, yeah. already. Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Die Hard, and Ghostbusters. Yeah. But I was like, man, at least one iconic horror movie. They may there. count Ghostbusters as that. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm just I love Ghostbusters. Yeah, just Ghostbusters saying. classic. But yeah, good good series though. So okay. we're we're in the we're in the the trio top two. Or top two. Uh, Thunder. Now, so are we green yet? We got a green face. We're, no, we're, no, we're yellow. We're, we're yellow. Oh. We're, we're light green. We're not all not the way green, dark okay. green yet. Okay, okay. so we're light, light green. green. Really, number two. <laughs> Here we go. I love that. <laughs> and I flip flopped one and two for the longest time. You were still flip flopping one I and was. two whenever we got here. <laughs> I was, and I'm still not quite sure. <laughs> but oh, I'm man. gonna. I like you. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm just yeah, gonna, go, just gonna go, go with it. Yeah. Number two, Doctor Sleep. All right. It. If you loved the first uh, The Shining, it was nostalgic. It was a direct callback. Great reference. And honestly, Ewan McGregor was awesome. And, you know, I'm sure these other guys will have more tidbits of information for you guys. But for me, seeing everything modernized in 2019, even down to the the, the lookout. Overlook. No, overlook. 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 I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Brain fart. Everything looked exactly like they had, like it was like they had closed the doors and didn't come back to it for like 30 years. And I was like, this is incredible. And so, yeah, a very different story than the original Shining, but man, such a good, good watch. I I, I loved it. I loved it. So, my number two, Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. Awesome. Kev? My number two as well is Dr. Sleep. There you go. Mike Flanagan, I think, did a fantastic job directing this movie. Um, I haven't read the book. I know you've read the book, Kev. Yes. But I thought there were elements of this movie that were genuinely terrifying. I wouldn't say it's an overall scary, scary movie. No, not at all. It's very tense. But it's there were genuinely moments that were terrifying. There were a lot of tense moments. Kylie Curran as Abra was spectacular yes, in yes. that movie. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Rose the Hat. Can't say enough good things about the cast. 
It, I mean, it's a long movie. It's over two and a half hours long. I did not feel like it no, was two and a half hours a, long. You were on the edge of your seat pretty much the it's entire movie. It's a movie I will watch again and again yeah. and again. Really good. So number two, Dr. Sleep. Awesome. My number two. So uh, going back to my, my preface from earlier, um, One Cut from the <gasps> Dead was my heartfelt good time movie. Now, my number two is the one that actually like terrified me. I guess terrified is a strong word. Scared me really bad. Uh, as I was watching it, there was moments where I just felt uncomfortable. Um, and then by the time it was over, I was like, man, that is just, that's the way you make a movie. Uh, it's Jordan Peele's Us. That's my number two. Uh, I watched it at the beginning of the year. I watched it uh, before before summer. Yeah. I think I was back in May. I watched it whenever it was released on Blu-ray. Um, and literally did not want it to stop. I didn't want it to end. Uh, as soon as the doppelganger showed up, the way they walked scared me. Um, I found myself saying "whoa" out loud several times, like "whoa," like whoa. that's my version of screaming. I guess it's just whoa. doing the doing the "whoa" from Blossom. Um, yes, I thought the scene with like the the Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss and their twin girls, like in that whole house scene, was good. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think just I like to get out very much. And I know a lot of people still view that as uh, the superior for Jordan Peele, between his two movies. But I think he knocks it out of the park with this one. Um, just as in, just as like the same way I would describe Midsummer as in like a director really going out there and being like, here's my movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Jordan Peele did with this. Unapologetic. Yeah. It's just like, this is what I'm making. Here's a, here's a story. And I mean, like the I love the dad in the movie, like him fighting his doppelganger on the yeah. boat and all that stuff was awesome. Um, and like you had said, Kev, like like the day I watched it, I think I made a post on our Instagram page, Hard and Hops Podcast on Instagram. I think I made a post saying how much I liked it, and Kev texted me. He's like, "Man, I liked it all, but the ending." But the ending to me was what. So I get sick of twist endings mm-hmm. in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, M Night Shyamalan was nailing it back ten years ago, and people started doing it in all their movies. Um, and I hate when you can see it coming. I was waiting on the credits to roll, and then all of a sudden that twist happens at the end. <coughs> and it wasn't one of those cheap twists where I was like, oh, that, they were throwing it in there for a twist. It was like, yeah. oh, that, I see it now. And then you di- I was going to say, you didn't realize it was coming until no. right before you're like, oh, shoot, like mm-hmm. this all makes sense now. Right. And then the next night, like the next night after I watched it, I watched it again, knowing the twist. And all of a sudden it becomes this whole different movie. Yeah. Um, I really just can't say enough good things about it. The cast is great. Uh, I think, as you know, produced with the Blumhouse stuff, they've always been putting out mm-hmm. good movies, um, and they're they're gonna they're gonna keep putting them out. Um, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes, but the cast is great. Um, really good music. I loved the score and the the yeah they because in the trailer you know it was uh I got five on it and the bum 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 was playing uh-huh. and the the guy Michael Abels who did the score took that little loop and all of a sudden made this like very creepy score that reminded me of like the Omen, um very just like sparse little music here and there to where you like right when it plays you know oh shit like here it comes, um but when I was putting this list together, I mean, back when I watched this movie, I was like, if we ever do a podcast talking about our top movies, this is going to be in my top yeah. three. I knew it after watching it. Um, as far as personal tastes go, it had everything I like in a movie. Um, and it scared me. Like I was legitimately scared. 
when I would, I have a very long hallway in my house leading to my, from my bedroom to my music room, my office. And when the lights were out, I kept seeing Lupita's doppelganger standing in the hall <laughs> doing that creepy dance that she does at the end of the movie. Um, so hats off to Jordan Peele. I can't wait to see his Candyman rendition. Yes. Um, can't wait to see everything he's going to be doing. My, my number two. Wasn't he going to do uh, Twilight Zone? He did Twilight Zone, yeah. Did he? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's good. CBS it's good. All Access. Uh, oh, yeah. shoot. I had to pay nine ninety nine a month just How to watch a few episodes. It's only on CBS. It's only on CBS, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I had to. I bought the app just to watch the show, watch the show, got rid of the app. It? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Okay. If it ever comes out on like a Blu-ray set, I would I recommend just getting the, the set itself. Okay. Um, and hopefully, you know, he's got some behind-the-scenes stuff he'll do. Now, he... He didn't uh, direct any of the episodes. Okay. As far as I know, um, what I looked into, he's just kind of the overseer of the whole thing. I got but you, I got you. It always surprised me. I love thinking back to, you know, six or seven years ago when Key and Peele came on TV, and I would laugh, and I was like, this show's hilarious. You would have never find out thought. this guy's making yeah. some of the best horror movies. Honestly, I was really, um, I didn't know how to feel when they said he was doing a horror movie. I'm like, I see the Key and Peele skits. Mm-hmm. It's surely it's got to be. Cheap. I was dead wrong. Oh yeah, I mean, Get Out was great, but it, I didn't see it. It didn't really scare me. Get like, Out was ever scared I mean, me. It was a horror movie, but it's not really yeah, scary. I just it's just it, a good movie. It, it is just a really very good. good movie. Yeah, yeah. And then so that's why I think I liked Us so much because I'm like, okay, he made he like, he scared me. Like yeah. I, as soon as these doppelgangers show up in that driveway and start doing our twitchy little movements and running around and bombard that house and hold them hostage, it was just like I'm scared. Like yep. I was on edge, like watching the yep. whole movie. So. Uh, I think I've praised it enough, but yeah, my number two, us, and number we made it. One. Number one, number one. Here we go. I'm Jordan so Peele's us. Oh, here yeah. we go. All right. <laughs> tits, <coughs> thought provoking. <laughs> I thought you said tits. Tits. <laughs> no, no tits. No tits. No tits. No tits in there. Man, that could have made this really like. It <laughs> <laughs> could have made it a great movie. Yeah, an even better movie. That would have uh, been my number one. Yeah, would have been Kev's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Tig old bitties. Tits are us. Mm-hmm. Tits are us. Automatic, automatic <laughs> move down the list. Yep. No tits. Uh, I'm not supposed to say that word. Number one. Oh, sorry. You're number two now. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing that I loved most about it was, like you said, it was very thought provoking. Yeah. You'd watch this entire movie and near the end you see the plot twist and it made you go back and think about all the scenes you had just watched in the entire movie. So I haven't gone to back. I haven't gone back and watched it the second time yet. But now that I know that it's coming, now I can watch the the entire movie in a whole different light. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting watching in that way too. So for me, number one was us. Uh, I loved it. I thought it honestly. I thought this movie was also shot great as well. Yeah, very very well. Cinematically done very well. The score was good. Um, it's dark. Like, yeah, the whole movie is just really dark yep. in the dark. Yep. And 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 you feel the pain of this the backstory of this little girl being left at this carnival on a boardwalk or whatever and. Yeah, it's just it it, it it tugs at your your emotions like just like Midsummer does, but in a different way. Yeah, and you see that she's troubled, and you know it, it just it puts you in the in the reality of some of those situations. And so, for me, us number one, uh, great job, Jordan Peele. Can't wait to see what else he comes out with. Awesome, Kev. All number right, one. number one, probably a movie you both haven't seen. Maybe you watched it. I don't know. Um, Return of Jafar. Yes, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Originally released in Canada in 2018, uh, it a, became a Shutter exclusive in August of 2019. I watched it as part of our 31 Days of October, uh-huh. and 
I loved it. It had everything I want in a movie. The twists. Titties? I never saw. No, no titties. Sorry. Oh, dang it. The twist I never saw coming. Never saw coming. And I watched it again a couple weeks ago and felt the same way. It is called Incident in a Ghostland. Oh. I never watched it. Okay. Okay. So. Wow. Incident in a Ghostland. Uh, it's. The plot is that this single mother with two daughters moves into this creepy old house that was a relative's. And the first night they move in, they're attacked by these two creepy guys. They One of the guys brings both little girls down to the basement. Oh, jeez. Mother fights them off, fends them off. Now you flash forward 16 years. Damn. And one, of the, daughters, and one of the daughters is a horror writer. Loves okay. H.P. Lovecraft. But of course. She's a very successful horror writer. She gets a call from her sister, who's still at that house with her mom. And the sister just n- relives that night over and oh, over geez. for 16 years. And so she returns back to the house, and then things get crazy. Oh, man. Damn. I one of watch the, this. <laughs> seriously, the best movie I've seen all year. Wow. The number one. Number one, Incident in a Ghostland, directed by Pascal Lager. I mean, there's no big name actors in it. Crystal Reed plays Beth. Anastasia Phillips plays Vera. Those are the two sisters. I, I can't say enough good things about this movie. Damn. Um, I was going to say, I want to see it. Yeah, it is on Shutter. It's an hour and a half. Go watch Incident in a Ghost. Awesome. Man. Watch the trailer. You can watch the trailer if you want, but. You think you know what's going to happen oh, when you man. see the trailer, and you have no idea. You ain't even know. You Dang. have no idea. We got some movies for then. <laughs> Incident in the Ghost That's Land, awesome, my Kev. number one. I had no idea. When we were talking, so before we were recording, Kevin and I were talking about, we try not to talk about our list, but we were talking about movies that, a lot of them were on shutter, I think that's what we got thrown off together. Yeah. I thought yours was going to be one cut of the dead. Yeah, I I knew yours wasn't going to be in Ghostland. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, right before we started after during our break, we were just talking about it, and I was like, our our I sh- need to watch one cut. Of the I was dead, like, our sh- I, I need to watch it. Instant in a Ghostland. Well, I was like, our shutter ones are going to be the same. Nope, no, nice surprise, nice twist. They weren't. What a twist! What a twist! <laughs> Too wild and crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited. I have to definitely watch that one. Kev, what's your number one? Uh, number one. No surprise here. Obviously, let's all say at the same time. One, two, three. Doctor Sleep. Sleep. Return to Jafar. <laughs> Return to Jafar. Uh, Doctor Sleep. So when I was talking earlier, the, my my top three, I put them in I categories. Known. I should have known. Should have known. Yeah, yeah. known. Um, I hope I'm not that predictable, but the movie is that good. Um, but the uh, I knew it. Yeah, uh, Stephen King wrote it. That's his favorite. I knew it. It could be shitty, like in the tall grass, right? But <laughs> Stephen King has a hand in <laughs> Stephen it. King didn't write it in the tall grass. He'll, he'll did. Get a yeah. dang lawnmower. They wrote it together. Yeah, or a weed well, eater. You know. Who knows how much Stephen or King wrote it? Just put his name on it. But why is that grass so tall? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's possessed by a Martian rock. You know what? Kill, you know, you know treat that. That going lawnmower. Let me get to my number one. <laughs> Doctor <here>. Sleep. <laughs> so, uh, like I said in my preface earlier, number three, heartfelt movie. Number two, scary movie. Number one was everything I love about movies, not just horror movies. Like everything that I love that you can make of a movie. And to me, that was Doctor Sleep. I think I had a huge advantage going in because I have not seen a bad Mike Flanagan movie. 
Um, I've been following him since Ouija Origin of Evil, which you would think Ouija 1 sucked. It did. The second one, Mike Flanagan took over. So I didn't watch it. So good. There's some no. There's some of these I listened to. Like, okay, hey, don't watch it. I was going, okay. I heard Ouija was horrible. Ouija's not good. Ouija Origin of Evil. Good. Mike Flanagan took over on that one. Oh, man, it's good. Um, that's what put me on board with him. And then he also did Gerald's Game, which is a Stephen King adaptation. Surprise, surprise. Great. But of course. Um, um, he did... Haunting um, of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House, of course. Haunting of Hill House is the big one. Um, his early, early stuff, Oculus, which you would think would not be that good, was good. Well shot. Hush. Um, Hush. Hush, very good. Hush on Netflix is a really good movie. Check that one out. Um, Before I Wake. This is not... My number one's not about Mike Flanagan, but god damn it, that guy's he's good. He apparently. makes good movies. Yeah, yeah. And follow him on Instagram because all he posts are pictures of pizza. So I mean, like mm. he's my favorite person to follow on Instagram. Man, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten um, dinner yet. <laughs> well, pizza. Look him is. up right now. You get pizza on the brain. <laughs> Hunts brothers. Um, whenever I so when I read that he was taking over the adaptation of Doctor Sleep, I mean, you were pumped. I got I got hard. Like, <laughs> I, like I knew right away. I was like, I'm From gonna six love. To midnight. I was like, I'm gonna love that movie. I was like, my two favorite Doctor horror Bucci. people right now. Um, and you know, for a long time, I was like, James Wan is the head of all this stuff. And man, Mike Flanagan has taste. Not to say James Wan doesn't, but Mike Flanagan's movies, there's something to say about them. And with Doctor Sleep, so like, I read the book um, before I saw the movie, and I read it right before I watched the movie. Because I was like one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I've never read the book. I love The Shining, the book. And I love The Shining, the movie. They're two different things. Absolutely. So I wanted to see how Dr. Sleep, the book, and how Dr. Sleep, the movie, would compare back to back. Knowing that Mike Flanagan was a huge Stephen King fan. So I'm like, all right, what's what, what route is he going to take here? And he perfectly, to me, covered tribute to the book and the movie. Um, because the book, honestly, the only difference is besides the book, just expanding on characters. Yeah. The only difference is the last 20 minutes, um, which the last 20 minutes, one of my is favorite a, parts is, of is, is a tribute Sleep. is a tribute to the movie, to the shining. I thought it was a tribute to the TV show, TV show, because in the TV show, well, never mind. I'm sorry. Well, the TV, TV show, show was the dad. They had a, they had a shining TV show. Oh, that thing. Oh, well that's, so that shining miniseries was, Based was, solely off. I'm of sorry. The book. It was it was the dad yeah. that blew himself up. Not yeah. Danny. That's the book. Okay. Um, and that's why I loved what happened in Dark to Sleep. Yeah. Because it's like he basically took the best parts of both worlds. Yeah. Um, but like Kevin said, the acting's incredible. Um, yes. I have never seen this lady Rebecca Ferguson. I think she was in like the last two Mission Impossible movies, or maybe like the last Mission Impossible. Um. And I haven't seen her anything else. Uh, she's gorgeous. I couldn't stop. Like every time she was on screen, I was just fixated uh, by her eyes. Um, I mean, I loved it. Um, the the kid playing Abra was just like it was in the book. Um, the way it was shot, the shots, like y'all said, it was two and a half hours long. Did not feel like it was two and a half not hours. Not at all. Um, when the movie kicks in, when the things start happening. Um, it's it's great, and the things that he cut had to cut out from the book. Because you can obviously see, you're gonna cut have to cut out. The, the Doctor Sleep is like 500 pages long. It's huge, so you're gonna have to cut stuff out. But it was it didn't he didn't take anything away. You still got all the story. The only thing in the book maybe was like you got more of Abra's mom in the book. Yeah. You got more of her grandma. You don't see it all in the movie. She's a big part in the book, um, and the endings were different, which I loved because by the time. 
um, I guess it's some more of a spoiler if you haven't seen Doctor Sleep, but when when they go to the Overlook, I'm like, oh, here we go. This is not in the book. Yeah. I am excited. And that's when that's when I got pumped. I'm that's like, when man, you could see like Mike, it's time. That's when you could see Mike Flanagan paying paying tribute to Stanley Kubrick. Yep. He's like, all right, I've I've touched on Stephen King. And I've I've, I've been back. faithful to his work. Yeah. Now I'm going to be faithful to the movie, and that's hard to do. Yeah, I would absolutely. Think. I would yeah. think it's hard to pull that off, and he pulled it off great. And I think my Ewan McGregor was great. Like I said, Rebecca Ferguson just captivating. I couldn't stop looking at her. The little girl playing Abra was really good. <laughs> but honestly, and I I wasn't prepared to have her name. I didn't. I don't have it up. But the lady who played Wendy Torrance and all the flashbacks. Oh yeah. Um, which was like 2019 Shelley Duvall. Like, yeah. those flashbacks. The the Jack Torrance one was kind of funny. It was just like, you could tell it's obviously not, <laughs> not Jack Elliot, Nicholson. But uh, Alex, Elliot, though. Alex Esso. Elliot? Never said? Yeah. Elliot who? It's Henry Thomas. That was Henry Thomas? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It sure was. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, have to w- I have to watch that just to New see New revelations that. every yeah. day. New revelations, yeah. Um. But uh, Jocelyn Donahue, Donahue, who was in House of the Devil, was Abra's mom. She's yep. a great actress. Bruce Greenwood. So Dr. John Dalton had a bigger part in the book, so I was hoping to see more when it was Bruce Greenwood, which is okay. He had his little part. It was great. But yeah, um, Alex Esso, I have to tell you. Yeah. Wendy Torrance, like, good job of being Shelley Duvall um, in 2019. But I feel like I could just ramble on and on about how much I liked it, but... It is my number one movie because I watched it on a Friday night and then I watched it on a Saturday morning. Like I woke up, made a cup of coffee, and watched two and a half hours of it again. Um, and it flew by just as well. I think it's written perfectly. I think it's the theme is good. I think the music's great by the Newton Brothers. I think cinematography is good. Again, Like we, we've been touching on those a lot. But for a guy to be able to adapt... A book, a heavy book, that's a sequel to a big book. Yeah, you know, twenty years later, and a sequel to a movie, um, and and cover and pay tributes to both sides of things. You you could tell they took so much attention to detail well, that, to recreate yeah. the overlook, and not only that, you can tell he's a fan. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, that's my yeah. favorite thing about horror movies and the horror community of people. It's like <sighs> when you can tell someone's just a fan. Yeah of horror movies, it makes that movie even better. And so Mike Flanagan, I'm not wearing a hat, but it's off to you. Um, Let me get you a hat. Go me a hat and we'll do that okay. again. Okay. <laughs> my hat's off to you, Mike Flanagan. And my number one movie, Doctor Sleep. 2019 was a good year. 2019 was um, a good year for horror. Man, for me, I could have gone to either us or Doctor Sleep for me. That's your one and two, yeah. 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 That was your one and two. That was my one and two, yeah. Yeah. Us and Doctor Sleep. Yeah. I had to go with Doctor Sleep just because of the... Uh, the overall, like I said, like just in movie making, like yeah. I, if it wasn't, if it didn't have scary moments in it or creepy uh, tone to it, it would have gone over just as well to me. It was just a good movie. Yeah, you know what shows it to me is that it's good is that it didn't make a lot of money, mm-hmm. and because everybody was just like, it's too long, it's too long, it's too boring. No. It's like you just, and I hate being that guy, but I'm like, you don't get it. No, yeah, not know? at all. You don't get it. No, like. There's nothing wrong with it to me. I think they did a really in good a job. In a year with it. where there were so many Stephen King adaptations, that's the the end thing to do is to adapt Stephen King novels. Right. Uh, it Chapter Two, Pet Cemetery, Doctor Sleep stood mm-hmm. above. Three the of them yep. were in my list. Like you know, yeah. Of course, I'm a big I'm a big King fan. I'm wearing a shirt with his face on it right now, just to pay tribute because I knew yep. what our list was going to be. But um, 
Well, that was awesome. We did our first best of episode. Yeah. Let us know on our social media what your favorite horror movies are. Absolutely. You can look us up on the Instagram page. We are Horror and Hops Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. We've got a Twitter account of H&H Podcast, um, or Horror and Hops, excuse me, not H&H Podcast. I don't know where that came from. Just Horror and Hops. That's what it's in the files as. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's why why on my computer I have all Um, (laughs) H&H. But we really appreciate everybody who has listened. Uh, I do want to give a little shout out. I don't know if this is your real name or if your screen name, but um, we know we get lots of we get we've got a lot of nice reviews on iTunes. We've also written our own, <laughs> our own reviews to try to. Uh, I have yet to do that. You I haven't, haven't done, done it yet. I haven't done that either. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I don't I believe. I'm the, I guess I'm the only one. The Kevlam uh, 18. 18. Kevlam yeah. 18. Can't hide that one. Uh, Abby Gibson. I won't read your review online, but you gave us a glowing review. You captured what we're trying to do with the show perfectly. Thank you, Abby. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. Um, and anyone else who feels like really leaving a great review, we will give you a shout on there because we do truly appreciate it. Uh, she brought up the fact that she likes listening to our show because she can tell that we are just a bunch of friends talking about what we like. And that's what this show is. I hope you guys we, got that feeling today. Yes. Yeah, it was something different. Yeah. We haven't done it before. So yeah. it literally was, this is what Kevin and Thunder I do on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, that's what we talk about <laughs> we during just, the week. We just did it when, with the microphones in front of us now. So we really appreciate you listening. This is the Horror and Hops podcast. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. Thank you to the Anchor Steam Beer, the Dale's Pale Ale. Um, Ozarka Water. Ozarka, Ozarka Water. water. Um, all the beer we had throughout the year. Um, you know, we, we, we do include beer on all of our shows. More and to come. There will be more beers to come. Um, to Kev, to Caleb and Ryan, we missed you guys, but we will be back with the full crew soon. And if anyone else has anything to add, here's to a great 2020. Here's to a fantastic 2020. I love you. In the sound of Thunder Studios, monitored and operated by Thunder John over here. For Kevin Johnson, Thunder John, I'm Kevin Lambert. You've been listening to the Hard Hops Podcast. Thank you. <laughs>